This life unraveled. Each of us has a story. How many times do you listen to other people's stories? Like really, really listen. This Life Unraveled shares stories from all walks of life. Our purpose is to create a space for inclusivity, a place to be honest about our traumas, our successes, our failures, our stories, our truths. To share so that we can create understanding and compassion and to provoke our thought patterns. Are you willing to listen? This interview contains discussion that includes substance abuse, multiple scenarios of sexual and physical abuse, mental illness, suicide, alcohol addiction, homelessness, illegal adoption, and miscarriage. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you care about are struggling with thoughts of suicide or self-harm, please call the National Suicide Prevention Line at 1-800-273-8255. So we are on, is this, Sean, is this episode five? I'm. It is. Okay, because last week I misnamed an episode. So, you know, I'm kind of like all over the place mentally. Numero five oh. Okay, that's numero cinco, but whatever. Um, so today we have my friend Norma Gould with Yay. me, or Yay. with us. I'm sorry, not just with me. It's Sean's here too. So. It's fine. You can say that. Okay, well, we're super excited. So I have to start out our whole podcast by telling everybody how I met Norma. Um I had a friend, I don't even know how many years ago this was. It had to be 2019. Right. Well, it was before that. 2018. Oh, it was 2018. Because 2019, we went on our trip. Okay, yes. So in 2018, I put a post out in a neighborhood app asking for help for another neighbor that had cancer. And Norma jumped on helping them, went and spoke to the family. Um, they actually decided on more treatment, and, and the, the father of the family was able to prolong his life a little bit more, and he was able to enjoy that time, make memories with his family. And um, He then had cancer. I don't he know did. He, he had cancer. Said. And then Norma was actually a continual help all the way to even, even his funeral. And we... We didn't meet. Like, Norma provided all the paper products for the funeral, but she was traveling, and I went to her house, and I picked up the paper products, and so that was, like, 2018. That may have been... He passed in 2019, so that may have been... I'm not 100% sure on dates, so I don't want to get that wrong, but I was doing a New York City bus trip, um, like an overnight red-eye fast-track trip, and Norma decided to go and bring her daughter, Deborah. And it was our first time meeting in person, which was so fun. And I have an addiction to a little Debbie Christmas tree cake. So she brought me the cakes, and I was so, so excited. And um, since then, we've been fast friends. Like, we have. Yeah, it's been crazy. And Norma is, like, the most amazing cook. So we're lucky. I am not well past 300 pounds because I have been the fortunate can I just say that I absolutely am well oh. past 300 pounds? I'm <laughs> Honey. very appreciative. And you're very appreciative. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? You be looking good with that 300 pound baby. Big chunky. Yeah, big chunky. That's what I like. Little so tater tot. <laughs> a little tater tot. <laughs> Honey, that's a whole sweet potato, right? I'm now. a whole sack of taters. A whole <laughs> sack of taters. Yes, yes. So 
Yeah, we and we been, built a really good bond. We really have. I mean, we spent the whole day together Friday, actually, and it really had. I mean, we talked about the podcast that was coming up, but it was more than that. It was not just getting together for the podcast. No, it, we shopped. Yeah, we ate, and there were other things. Yeah, yeah, we had tons of fun. So. When I met Norma, I remember hearing like bits and pieces of her story and I was like, oh my gosh, like Norma has quite the story. So, um, we definitely want to share her story today. We're so thankful that you are willing to share with us. Oh, I, I mean, appreciate it. Honestly, it's, it's, I, her story is, um, going to come with you. I'm sure a listener discretion. It, it needs yes. to be, yeah. Yeah, there will be a listener discretion that we add to this. But, um, so Norma. Yes. Let's start this out by, what year were you born? Are you, can you tell, can you tell us? Do you, does the I lady tell her age? I'm 56. Okay, so she's 56 and proud of that, Joan. I am. Yes. <laughs> I was born in 65. Okay, 1965. Now, where were you born? That was a good year. Oh, thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was born in California. Okay. And what, um, so I know a little piece of your story here already that our audience doesn't know. Um, how many hours old were you when you left the hospital? I was four hours old. Four hours old. Okay. That, if it, it, anybody else listening here, that's not the norm. Okay, guys. I think in the sixties, they stayed several days. No. Really? My mom had me. Walked out the back door of a county hospital and sold me. Yeah, I like. Whew, that's heavy. Because as a mom, that's a statement and a half. Yeah, like I can't even imagine. Um, I was worth five hundred dollars that day. Oh, oh my, my gosh. So you were sold. I the was. father was not in the picture at the hospital. He he may not have known about you at all, right? Or you don't think he did? No, I don't think he knew about me. Okay. Because I imagine your life would have turned out quite differently. Yeah. So that's actually what makes this story today. Um, okay. So you're who were you sold to? I was sold to an older couple. Okay. Um, they were in their sixties. Okay. Um, Seems I have, like an older. I have age no idea parenting. how my mom and them were connected. Yeah. That's part of the story that I just don't know. Yeah. So it's like a missing piece. There is. Okay. And since they've passed years and years and years ago, I, I don't think I'll ever know that answer. Wow. That's that's a lot because I think we all want to know our heritage. So so assuming from that statement, you're, you know your mother's gone. Yes. Yeah, has she, how long has she been gone? Do you, uh, she passed away in the mid-90s. Mid-90s, so a while. Okay. That's her biological mother. Which we'll yeah. get into that um, oh, okay. as to how I yeah, know that. So, the parents that, that bought you for $500, you don't know how they came up with that deal, but you were purchased for $500 behind a county hospital in California. Um, did you say their names already? And I missed it. I, I choose not to. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Um, okay. So what do you remember of your early childhood years, like toddler years? Would you say you had a normal upbringing? No, I did not. Okay. Um, yeah. My earliest recollection of living with them was brutally being beaten on oh a gosh. daily basis. So, like, even from as earliest as your memories go? I mean, as early as I can remember, I was young in school. Okay. Very young. Yeah. I 
you know, I have a lot of memories of elementary school. Yeah. Uh, coming home, being beaten. Good Lord. Uh, you know, it could be a belt buckle. But I was always beaten in areas where teachers didn't see. So they were strategic in, Very. The, in the abuse. Now, were both of them abusive? No. Okay. Um, who I thought was my father, uh-huh. was a very kind soul. Oh, wow. But okay. he was terrified of his wife, which would have been who I thought was my mother back then. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. So he just kind of let her do he what she was terrified. Do. I mean, I, I seen her take cast irons to him. Jeez. Good gosh. Uh, she was very, very cruel and very violent. She was just, was she just an angry person? I don't know. I just know that she didn't like me. I didn't know what my name was until middle school. They didn't call you? They called, she called me little girl and he called me child. Whoa. Yeah, that's, it's disturbing because to me it almost sounds like some kind of crazy cold or something, but you don't. I Which mean, we talked about. Yeah, we talked about that in the car the other day. But you don't, like, you don't remember them being part of anything that would have made them. No, be I never that way. went to church. Uh, I was never allowed out uh, of the front yard. Okay. Um, I didn't have a bed. I oh, had a good lord. I had like a little blanket, no bigger than this table in your podcast room. Oh my goodness! Um, it's not. A I big didn't have table. a pillow. She would lock the bedroom door at night. Yeah. She had a twin bed. She would sleep on it with the lights on. She had it bolted. And that's how and I lived. You were in the same room? I was. And she would she watch She never you. slept with... The we'll, dude. we'll call him Pa because that's what I called him. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they never slept in the same room. But I was always locked in. Oh, my gosh. With her in there mm-hmm. every night. Yeah, that's... Um, if I had to use the bathroom, I was made to face the corner and stand there. Sometimes I would wet myself because I couldn't hold it. I was a child. And then get brutally beaten and then have to clean it. Oh, my gosh. Um, my bathtubs consisted of cold bleach water. Sweet Lord. Ah. Yeah. That's, that's like... I just can't even imagine... So, um, and, and you have no idea why she did Mm-mm. that way. I don't. That's, that's insane. Now, did you meet any of their family? Like any of yes. their, and they had, I'm assuming they didn't have any other children. So I believe they did have children. I, I can't confirm that. Yeah. Um, but there were two little girls and I knew them as my cousins. Okay. Um, but it was very strategic when I would go. Okay. The car was always put into the garage. I always went through the garage door into the house. I never went out front. Wow. Um, I wasn't allowed to have toys. I wasn't allowed to play with their toys. I was allowed to sit and watch. What kind of... That is like... And you've me, seen the pictures like, of my pretty dresses and being... Yeah. I was dressed as a doll, which was extremely weird. Yeah. Always dressed like a little doll. Yeah. But underneath that, I was always beaten before I got the dress put on. Yeah. And in places that no one would see it. Correct. Which is very strange. So um, were you ever allowed, like you mentioned the bath thing, did you bathe yourself? No. Never. So I'm assuming it wasn't Pa 
No, because he, he never he kind of seems standoff. He never. Um, he didn't interact with me a lot when she was around. Sundays were our day. Okay. Um, now, where would she be on Sundays? In church and okay. getting her hair done. Okay. So she'd leave on Sundays, and you had time with just him. Mm-hmm. And but it was, was very kind. strategic. Again, still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was never allowed out front. I always had to go. Through the backyard, past the dog cage, the cellar, yeah, out the back, hide in a bush. He'd go to the store, penny candy, come back. We'd go back through, and he would clean me to make sure that she didn't know that I had been out. Oh man, dang! So I'm a, I can kind of see the secrecy. Yes, you know, because they didn't exactly get you in legal manners. No, you know. So I'm sure there were people that would have asked questions, and I'm sure there was a lot of paranoia. Is Probably. That, you know? Now, did they send you to school, though? I did. So you went to school. Under their name. Okay, under their name, which is that on your birth certificate? That is not what's on my birth record. It's not. None of the names. So like I have how, five different last names how that I went under. What, like, how did With they even get you? Specific, like the five? No, it was my birth name their name, and then other people's names that they would pawn me off after they passed, which we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, oddly enough, it was people they knew. Yeah. Uh, it was something a, very twisted there. Like, I don't, I don't understand that whole thing. It sounds like something you watch on um, one of these <laughs> movies, you know, and then you, when you get done, you hope that they reveal everything at the end. But here you are living this mystery. And I, honestly, I don't where, have answers. Yeah. like you'll. So how do is, you explain your life? Uh, I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you can. I think I that's. I mean, usually yeah. you're not the one explaining, you know, where you come from. It's usually your parents or relatives yeah. that kind of give you that history. So Exactly. Yeah. And, and. Uh, Sean's well, eyes are like huge. I know. Right well, now. you like, know what? It's quite the. It's quite the. Um, Just the trying to pay attention. So, um, well, oh, we were talking. I mean, remember? you can get right into There's it. Just, I know it's deep. Yeah, it's very deep. So I know this is going to be a lot for people to hear. And um, if you can hang in there, we're we're proud of you. It, it is a heavy story to hear, but I think it's a story worth telling. Definitely. Um. So you are being raised with these people, and you're beaten, you're, you're washed in bleach water by the, the lady. Right. Um, and Sunday afternoons are your only respite, for, or Sundays, for a little while. And True. then you have to look perfect when she gets back, or, yep. she's, or you're going to be screwed, and he's going to be screwed. Yep. Um, so during that time... Um, were you, did you ever go to a doctor? Were you fed well? So what, what kind of happened there? I don't ever remember going to the doctor and getting my childhood shots. I, once I became older and started my journey looking yeah. as an adult, there are no medical records of me. I went through the court system. I, I went through every legal system yeah. there was where I was born in California. There's no records of me. I mean, it's None. like being sold on the black market. Exactly. In a, essentially. Yeah. I'm, and you, Or an illegal adoption. Yeah, an illegal adoption. That's really the um, perfect wording for it. So was I fed? Well, yes. Oh, wait. Go you, ahead, Sean. No, no. I, was like, I mean, yeah, you were fed. I mean, you're no, still No, I here. wasn't. You, what did you eat? Dog food. 
dog. Oh, so that's so horrifying. That's, yeah. Um, it's okay. If Norma gets upset, uh, we told her that this is actually normal for a story like this. I will, I will interject here to say that Norma makes the most fabulous food that you've ever put in your mouth. That's true. Honestly. Oh, thanks. Honestly. And I have a feeling it comes from years of being without. Um, because anything she makes, it is literally so... First of all, it's beautiful. It's so oh, beautiful you. you don't want to eat it. And then you eat it and you're like... It's well, amazing. I, I have a question to go yeah. along with that. So, you know, dog food for, I, I'm assuming, a, a number of years. Do you remember eating something good for the first time? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you, if you can remember that? 18. Good God. That's horrifying. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I'm, that's that just fine. It just took me aback to be 18 years old and to be like, this is good. I'm enjoying this. It was my first birthday cake that Craig made me. Wow. To me, it is, it's, uh, food is a big part of my life. Oh, and I sure. know Food is a big part of your life now as and well. And I don't eat still. I, yeah, and you, I'm not you, a big you don't eater. Eat much. I'm okay to go days without it. Mm. And people are like, how do you survive? Well... <laughs> I'm used to it. You kind of it, it kind of takes me back to my childhood where we had a, our backyard was very um, secluded. It was all grown in ivy. There was four steps down into a cellar, and there was a dog pen, if you will, but that we didn't have dogs. Oh, and it was covered in ivy the top the sides except for a little door no taller than that speaker kind of like pacific northwest forestry green i mean you know i'm thinking of just imagining in my no it was ivy i know but um, i mean what was it northern california no it was mid california california okay um on days that if i was a bad girl or if i didn't sit a proper way or if i was a few seconds late home from walking home from school, which was odd because I would walk home. Yeah. Or if they saw me talking to somebody. I used to have hair down to my hiney. Yeah. And it was always braided. I was never allowed to have it down. She would pull me by my hair down the stairs, out to the back, lock me up in the dog cage with a water bowl and wet dog food. So she literally treated you like a dog, like an animal. Like worse than an animal deserves to be treated. Yeah. I mean, animals don't. And she would leave me out there all day in the weekend if she didn't go to church or at night. Yeah. That's a. I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Mm. It's literally like the things you've seen in the news before and you are like. The horror stories. You it's know, the horror she, stories, and then you're like, how did that child make it? Or how'd they get away with it for so long without yes. somebody saying something? Or who know? are these horrible humans that are on this earth that do this? And I, I have to be honest, what scares me when I hear stories like this is that there are other people going through there similar are. things now, yep. and we don't know about it, and they're hidden in these houses. Well, prime example is obviously different, but it was the guy in Ohio that kidnapped those three high school girls yep. and kept them there for years in the basement that i just you know yeah i mean we're all going about our normal lives you know thinking everything's hunky-dory and everything's fine when in reality there are people that are 
suffering beyond what is normal. That is just really, really a lot. So she would put you in this doll cage. She would leave me there, too. And if I cried... uh, I guess it was in the weather. Like it wasn't didn't matter. safe from, no, but you got rained on. Oh yeah. Whatever. Oh yeah. Rain, heat. Oof. Um, and California heat in the Ugh. summer is hot on concrete. Yeah. Um, if I so much as whimpered or made a noise, the beatings were so profound sometimes that blood would just run down my legs. Jesus. I yeah. I, and I'd go to school and couldn't sit on my hiney because you were bruised. Because I was. Hurting. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, nobody asked. Wow. Nobody questioned. Yeah. At all. Nobody. Like what was going on? Why you acted the and way I you did? And I didn't know any different. I didn't know not to, I didn't know to say something to somebody. You probably thought well, everybody only, had the same. I really did. Life. I honest, I really did. I thought a lot of people just had the same old parents and they all went home and they all got beat. Um, I was given, I hate green peas. You will never see me eat a green pea. Yeah. And it was because I was forced as a child. When I did get vegetable, I was forced to eat them. And it, not just a oh. bowl. I'm talking cans. Ugh. Cold. And I just won't eat them to this day. No, nope. I'll spit them out. I'm not even a fan myself, so I couldn't imagine not... And lima beans. So somewhere there's a lima bean issue that I guess either I've blocked out or it's just part of that wheelhouse. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, just thinking whenever I hear stories that are even remotely kind of like this, it makes me wonder what happened in those people's past to make them that way. Now that I'm older and I've come through this journey and I've kind of survived it, I, I often wonder what made them the way they were what what abuse or trauma did they experience in their life right yeah that caused them to be so cruel and so mean and and so distant yeah i can't even imagine treating one of my animals that way i mean i love them like i do a person oh absolutely yeah and you know how much i love mine i know you do so yeah and i mean after you i'd spend day after day in the cages, you know, she'd bring me into the cellar. We had a huge metal sink. She'd pour bleach, put me in a cold bath, blood and all. It didn't really matter. Did she clean herself with bleach, too? I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, she was a very well-put-together lady. Always in a dress, you know, the 1960s look. Hair always well kept, you know, makeup, red lip. I'll never forget her red lipstick. Wow. Ever. Was she a pretty lady? Because I just imagine an I, old I bitter. I refuse to go back and look at that person again because yeah. it terrifies me. I, I have a photo of both of them. Oh, wow. I really? do. I do. And when I. What, what has kept you from not burning it all these <laughs> years? Because I want my grandkids to know that. I'm okay, and there is a past, and that's history. So if I burn something, it's just like saying it didn't exist. Okay. And it's locked away. I can't, op- I can't look at it because it terrifies me. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't look at it, but it's there. And if my kids want it for their history... 
and want to pass it on, that's their choice, not yeah. mine. Sure. And if they want to burn it, they can they burn it. They can burn it. <laughs> it's up to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get that. So you mentioned um, something about their death. About what age were you um, when they passed? Okay. Do we want to talk about episodes before that? Oh, well, if you have some before sure, yeah, that, then yes. You build the yes, timeline for yes. us. Because I think, well, I think there were some crucial things that happened close to your, your pause death. Right. Correct? Right. Okay. So, yes. Um, and the only reason I want to tell this part of the story is, and for anybody who's been sexually assaulted, raped, sodomized, that you can be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can... You can work towards you healing. You can heal. You can heal, yeah. Right. It takes a long time, but you can heal. Yes. Um, so I was nine. And once again, put back out my dog cage. And this was around Halloween time. A lot of people don't understand my fear of clowns. I, I can't be out around Halloween. It terrifies me. It scares me. And when people say, why? And I'm like, oh, I just don't like that holiday. Yeah. I was locked up, and behind the home that I lived in, there was an old alley, and mm -hmm. behind that, on the other side of the alley, was an old auto shop, and there were these teenage boys, mm -hmm. and they drove up and down the road that day, and they proceeded to, and our fence wasn't like four, chain link, four foot, right? Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't a, easily accessible if somebody right? really wanted but to get over it. But that was the only part of the fence that didn't have any ivy on it. Oh, so they could see through it. Weird, right? Yeah. Anyway, everything else was eight, 12 feet tall wow. of ivy. And the boys proceeded to put on clown masks mm. and got out. And so they, they could see you in the They cage. did. They could see you. Okay. And they, I don't know if they had been drinking or I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but they each took turns raping me. A nine-year-old. Horrible. Yeah. Um, and I got beat. I'm sorry. Not by the boys. No. By the lady. I tried to tell her these boys and she told me it was my fault. And she nine. brought me in, put me in water, bleach water, and beat me. And you're probably literally bleeding. I was. And just horribly traumatized. I was. Horribly. I, I think I'm that's a, why my life changed woman. that day. I, I, I can't imagine. I, I think I stopped crying that day. Oh, my God. Yeah, that. At nine. So you had you felt like you had to build a wall to protect yourself. I, I guess. Well, probably because your life, I mean, no offense, it had literally sucked. Yeah. Literally, there was no joy. No. No joy. None. The only piece of joy was probably a piece of penny candy on Sundays. And that was it. Which stopped when I was 9. And that so that also stopped. So this incident happens and this horrible woman bathes you in bleach water, which I can't even imagine the pain in your areas that have been assaulted. Horrifying. And makes you believe that it's your fault mm -hmm. because you're not going to believe any different. You're nine. Right. You're nine. That's literally horrible. The most horrifying thing ever. 
Um, and it, just, it once again reminds me of some of these horrible things I've read before that have happened to people. And and I'm, I'm assuming they didn't pursue anything law enforcement-wise or anything like that. They it's like it never happened. You. Yeah. It was it, your fault. It was almost like she was trying to cleanse me every time. It was like, oh, you're dirty. Oh, you're this. And I, right. Yeah. Now, looking back now, I think she was just mentally unstable. Something I, I, was I off. No. Something was off. Or that, that's a guarantee. I mean, just that's true. I mean, just the sheer thirty magnitude. minutes that we've been talking. I mean, there's nothing mentally stable about anything nothing. that you've said about this lady, you know. And you, I still go back to wondering, like, was she in some kind of a weird belief system? I don't know. Or was well, she just that mentally unstable? You said she was in her 60s, right? Yes. And then you were born in 65. Correct. So that means that she was born at the turn of the century. You know, that's a whole lot of misery that came... You know, you have the Great Depression. You got World War One. You got all these horrible things. Yes. So we don't it know what happened in her life. No, we don't. But I'm saying quite a bit possible. Correct. You know, they didn't have anything mental health wise back then. No. Well, no, like no. Shock therapy. You know, to try to. And then most of the time, people covered up their problems. Honestly, you hid it. you hid your illness. Like if you were mentally ill or you had an issue, you would try to be normal for everyone else, and then. At home is when you let your true colors show. Correct. So, and that's why I always tell people don't judge what's behind someone's closed doors because you don't know what hell they're going through. You don't know. So, I mean, it would be like literally for anyone that's listening, if somebody says they have an aversion to clowns, don't just assume you're going to fix that or or an aversion no. <laughs> to anything. You don't know what trauma they've been through and what kind of trauma I response mean, they have. I've seen it in person because growing up, my family we were clowns. Yeah, you Sean know, was, a clown. was a clown. I was a clown. Really? That's what we did, you know. So I had seen the horror on kids' faces just when you rolled up. You know, it's, it's a weird. I think thing, there's an know? innate horror for children with clowns in general. Yeah, they're very they're different. They're they're they're, they're we're but to have someone with a mask on that close, yeah. and I still remember it. I um, still I dream about it Ooh. and the horror that it felt. Can, and then yeah. also taking your first turns experience yeah with any kind of sexual thing, exactly you know, the, and you're nine and i i yeah. i thought it was normal oh my god i didn't know any different um you just knew and unfortunately hurting. i kind of carried that trauma through a lot of my relationships in my life yeah Understandably. Um, that makes sense and so in january um after all that happened I was sitting on the couch in uh-huh. the living room, which was rare. I was never allowed on the furniture. Yeah. Plastic furniture. Yeah. Hated it. <laughs> Vinyl. God, I Vinyl. hated that plastic <laughs> furniture. And you'd hear... And if it was hot, you get stuck to it. I was there was never a name allowed. for that furniture. What was it? Hell. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I know, but I know there's a exactly. name for it. I, I can't remember. It's just plastic covers. Are you talking about vinyl? No, but it's it, there's another name there for it. There is a name for it. It has the word hide it. in it, doesn't it? I don't, I'm I don't imagining, Look it up. You're right like, there. I know. I've got to look it up with my phone. The, it's like, in my mind, what I imagine is like the fabric furniture, but they have the plastic clear That's covers. That's what it was. That are on. Okay. Yeah. It was plastic furniture with the covering taunt, you know. Yeah. But I was never allowed to sit on the furniture. But this one particular day, I was. Uh 
and the TV was on. I'll oh. never forget what show was on. The Lawrence Welk. I was that was the only show I was allowed to watch. For whatever reason. That was a god awful show too. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I liked Tiny Lawrence Welk. You did? I mean my mom had me watch it. I really liked it. Oh, oh and that furniture is called Nalgahad. Really? Nalgahad. Yeah, yeah, I knew I've heard it before. I'm probably pronouncing it way, way wrong because I'm no, super Nahaga. southern. Yeah, that's right. Nahaga. But it's that's not the plastic covering that we're talking about. Well, it must have been a different plastic covering. That's that vinyl type furniture though. Yeah, no, Side we're talking track. about something different. Okay, well, whoops, my bad. I'll see if I can find it while y'all talk. Okay, Mr. Google. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's fine. It As my fine. daughter says, Google it. Right. And then I'm sitting on the couch, and I knew that Paul was not feeling great that day. Yeah, yeah. He kind of was sweaty and flush. And, Uh-oh. And he just didn't act right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he felt... Now, mind you, he was 6'5". Big guy. Big guy. Yeah. 6'5", 270, huge. Yeah. Um, kind of like my guy now. Yeah. Um, but I he like was a big, big and meaty, too. Oh, my man's <laughs> meaty. Uh, but he fell over, and, I, and I'm a child. Yeah. And his head landed on my lap. Oh. He grabbed his chest, and he said, Child. Uh oh. Say this name three times. And I did, and I did, and I did, and I repeated that woman's name. And he's like, That's your real mother. Don't you ever forget that name. Promise me, child. Whoa. And I said, Okay, okay. I mean, at this point, you didn't I, know anybody was your mama and daddy, I was but these confused, two right? old people. Here I am, nine sure. years old, totally confused. And he's screaming, and then all of a sudden, it just went dead silent. Like he just Ma came around and snatched me by my hair out from under this big guy. Oh my god. Threw me and I mean she had a lot of brutal force. Yeah. She wasn't exactly tiny. She was six feet. Oh, oh she so was a she glamazon. wasn't she wasn't like a little meager you. Like a yeah. little teeny tiny you. Yeah. Um she was big. Tossed me. Good I remember god. hitting this. Do you remember back in the 60s and 70s, the old record player yes. consults with oh, the yeah. big speakers? Yeah, yeah. Yes, my granny had one. I think everybody yeah. had one. Yeah, I love it. I hit the corner of that, uh-huh. cut my, you know, my little neck. Oh. Um, and she told me, she said, I will kill you later because you killed him. <gasps> oh. And you're not. And, okay. I didn't know what death was. I, I, I was nine. What did I know? You never had a family me- no, that I was, you knew? No, not that I was aware of. Right. But what is going through little Norma's brain? I mean, you're nine years old, and this man... I just kept ha- repeating the na- this like name. He's, he's giving you this name, and then she comes and jerks she you was, off and shoves you across the room. Did she hear him tell yeah, you that? She had just come around the corner, and then he took his last breath. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that sound of the gurgle of oh, him dying. the death rattle. Ugh. The death rattle. Uh, it still haunts me to this day. If I hear any kind of noise, it takes me back. Yeah, a lot of that. things take me back in my life. So, again, that's why I'm at such an have such high anxiety. Yeah, I get that. Although you've brought me out of my shell oh, a lot. Well, you're very kind. <laughs> well, you know it's true. Uh, I remember the fire department showing up, and it was their nephew who worked for the fire department. He picked me up. She was screaming. She was going to kill me. It was my fault. Da 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 da. 
they leave me on their front porch, and the next thing I remember is this big wagon showing up, taking the body out. I didn't know it was a body at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Sorry. It's okay. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I wanted to die with him that day. I wanted to go with him. Well, I mean, he was your I, only spot of joy. I, I just kept saying, don't leave me. Please yeah. don't leave me behind. Yeah, yeah. Then when all the commotion ended, it was quiet for a really long time. Yeah. There was no TV. There was no lights. It was just deafening yeah i didn't go to school for a while mm-hmm. and, and maybe i just didn't go for three or four days and i don't remember were you still with her i was with the threats and everything the it had stopped for a wee bit right she would just sit and stare no food depressed i mean i mean probably Pardon? Would, would she eat at all? or Not she, that I remember. No. If she did... During it, that time? Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and then it kind of went back for the next two years was I lived in in that dog cage. Hell. Or in the cellar, you know? With just her. Yep. No one else was in the no home. No one ever came by. No one ever checked on us. We didn't go anywhere anymore. We didn't do anything like, we didn't go to my cousin's house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, life changed. Um, Drastically. Do you know if that was her family or his family? It was, it would have been hers. Okay. Yeah, it would have been her. Relatives. I guess her brother's kids. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's crazy. So then you're, the next two years you said were like that. Exactly. Nothing once she came out of, I guess, her own darkness, it yeah. was worse. Oh, um, God. You know, the bruises weren't hidden anymore. They were on my arms or they were on my legs. Wow. It was wherever, on my face. It was wherever she could punch or hit. Or. Uh, and you're around 11, 12? I was between know? 9 and 11. Wow. Okay. Because oh. at 11... I was thinking fast forward into two years. Oh, but no. But you're talking about in those two in, years. In between. Yeah. yeah. And then at 11, I got up one morning and she wasn't moving. Yeah. And the smell was funny. I didn't know what the smell was. Yeah, yeah. She had died in her sleep. Oh, wow. What Do you remember your emotion at that time? Uh, fear of the unknown. I, just, I guess I, I guess the fear of there's nobody. Right. Like, what do you do? This is all I knew. This yeah. was it. Yeah. Um, I got out the old address book. You know, back in the '60s, right? Yeah. Flipping through, I called who I the only person I knew. They came. They hauled her away. Who was that? Um. I guess her nephew. Okay, okay. Um, fire department guy? No, def- yeah, it was him. That, but okay. The mortuary showed up. No fire department. No, just they well, just she was took gone. her out. Yeah. Um, and then her sisters, sh- her sisters show up. She had two of them. They show up. And next thing I know, we're going to her funeral. 
and they forced me to kiss her and told me that I would respect her after her death. Ugh. And they forced me to kiss that body. Yeah, that is... A t- and I, I, I still can see that. I still see her laying in the coffin. Yeah. As I'm talking to you guys. I still can see her. I, I remember the cold of her body. Yeah. Um, and I remember pleading, don't make me do it. I think that should be free choice to touch a dead body. You shouldn't force that on someone. I was someone. 11. Yeah, you should never force that on someone. Is this also the first time you've met her sisters? Yep. Didn't know who they were. Had no clue. I ended up living with one of them for a wee bit. She took me to the other one. um, And then that one put me out on the street. Wow. And and you were 11. teenager? I was 11. 11? 11. And homeless. With my one blue suitcase. Your one blue suitcase. And you still have that suitcase? I still have that suitcase to this day. I love that. That you still have the suitcase. I do. I sent Adrian a photo of it. I mean, that's literally... That's what you started with. It is. Now, what did you do? Like, did they, did you have any birth records with you? I mean, at 11, who thinks to get that stuff? I had nothing. I I had just the clothes. They wouldn't have had them anyway, would they? (laughs) Nope. Not that I know of. No, I, I got my birth record from my biological mother down the line. Oh, okay. So you're 11. I am. You're on the streets in California? Yep. Wow. And I went back to the area I knew, which was that home. And I lived behind an A&W. There was an A&W and a gas station. And yeah. I lived behind the gas station because I knew the area. Did you sleep like in boxes or what did I you do? I slept in the bathroom of the gas station when they would shut it at night. Whoa. That's smart. so... That's, I washed my clothes in the toilet. It's smart, but it's pitiful. Uh, well, yeah. But, yeah. I mean... But I guess you were resourceful. And I don't know where I got it from. That I had to be, uh, I have it's no called, clue. It's called nature, not nurture in those situations where you inherited Again. your resilience and your will to keep going. Um, because obviously you had not been nurtured no. in any way, shape or form to no. know how well, to do those things. Let's be honest. You were surviving your yeah. whole life. Yeah. That was just a continuation. I mean, they when the, gas station and the A&W would close at night. I knew how to get into the bin to get rotted food. That's all you knew? That's all I knew. If it had green mold, okay. I guess that's part of what the food was supposed to look like. Well, I mean, if you've only been eating dog Dog food, food, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's it? I mean, there were times when I was a child. I mean, I remember her making toast and uh, this brown gravy. Yeah. Or I'd get an egg. I mean, there, there, there is times that I'm sure she fed me real food because you can't live off dog food. But when I was bad, that was my, that was my meal. That's what I was given. Do you given. even remember doing anything intentionally bad? Oh, I was so terrified. I can't imagine. If I looked at her sideways, I was in trouble. And Pa would say, leave the child alone. And she'd be like, come here, you damn little girl. Good gosh. Sorry. You're fine. Oh, the internet, we, we you say, say the curse want. words, too. Like, we you say curse. Them. We do. You might hear us say a few. Just say them all. Just say yeah. them all. Um, so, I mean, I, I didn't know any different. Yeah. Good at all. gosh. So I drank toilet water. I didn't know. Sink water. It didn't matter. You were, I mean, you had to survive. You had to survive. So, um, 11, 11 years old. 
And then how long were you homeless? Till I was 15. Till you were 15. Yep. During those years, are there any memories that stand out really strongly for you? Sure. Do you want to share those with us? I can. Okay. If it'll help somebody now, I, I, I'm I okay to share. Yeah. And I think, you know, a story this heavy, I mean, there's other people that have gone through stuff too. Oh, absolutely. And if they see you as a survivor, that's... That I just want people to know something. that no matter how dark my story is, there's someone out there with a, a, a dark story of their own. And it doesn't have to be mine's bigger than yours or yours is bigger than mine. Yeah. But I think we all who have been traumatized, if we can help one human being, just yes. one. Well. And part of this is to let my newly family know that I made it. Yeah. And I'm good. We'll we'll get to yeah. that. But yeah. Um, well, I mean, and I think you. I mean, we met because you were helping someone. Yeah. So I think um, your resilience is just uh, very admirable. I mean, honestly. So, so I lived on the streets for four years. Yeah. I went to school, dirty clothes. You, you still went to school. I did. Because I knew kids would throw food away, and I knew I could eat it. Sure. I would go to the bathroom. You remember those days when you could get up and go to the bathroom? Yeah. And I would go to the lunchroom, go out the back door behind the school where they would throw the... F- and I would eat whatever was thrown away because I was so hungry. Yeah. I was so thirsty. Yeah. I can't even... I just... Just being thirsty and not having access to a bottle of water when you want it is enough to send me into a, a tirade. Like, I remember like, before school would let imagine. out, I'd go to the water fountain and just drink as much as I could to the point of hurting. I was just thinking So I wouldn't be that. hungry because yeah. I knew water would take away my hunger. Yeah. Because you fill up, right? Um, but I did. I lived on the streets. I never begged for money the whole time. I would see people do it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was so terrified that someone would take me back mm-hmm. to where I came from. Yeah, yeah. That at, at at some point, the beating stopped, and I thought, oh, and I was such a dreamer. And yeah. I don't know where that came from, but I always dreamed of the white picket fence, the mommy and daddy. and Yeah, yeah. And I always swore that when Ma died, I would find who my parents were. Because eventually someone told me, look, those aren't your parents. Now that I yeah. know this name, we didn't have the Internet back then. Yeah. Do you remember who kind of ex- told you that? I know you said the du- the guy. Pop told did. me, and then sorry, I got a little. Oh close. no, no. Fine. Ooh, got a little, got a little loud, a little hot, <laughs> a little hot. <laughs> um, her sisters told me that when I asked them who this woman was and yeah. was she real, and they said yes, that she's from Canada, and oh, I wow. Canada. Where's that? All uh, right, right. You know, so far away. Exactly. It's another country. It's a whole other country. It, you know. Yeah. So geography class for me was my bread and butter kind of thought process of like, where's Canada? Yeah. You know, and I wanted to know everything about Canada. The problem is Canada was quite big. There's yeah, it is. It is very there. big. It's very it big. Um, and didn't have a, a town or a providence. Yeah. I didn't know. So you didn't know. So from uh, 11 to 15, I lived on the streets. Mm-hmm. There were times I was cold. Yeah. And I knew 
oh, I don't want to get judged for this. You're not going to be. I, it, look, I knew judge- if I slept with a man, I'd have a warm place to sleep at night. Sure. I think that's reasonable considering you're raising. Um, there were. T- I mean, honestly. Well, no, I mean, you're in, literally. You're in survival. You're in, yeah. You're, you're in a war zone in the United States. You are a refugee that nobody even knows exists. That's Whatever a good way to put do, it. To survive, nobody you have has to a do. single right to say anything. Oh, and to and you the way I learned that was by watching other women. Yeah, yeah. I but if you see them go to in to a hotel or get in a car, and they wouldn't come back till the next day, and I was like, "Where'd you go?" Yeah, I went and slept somewhere warm. I mean, I was a child. Nobody, nobody looked for me. Yeah, right. they didn't know you existed. Um. Right before I got off the streets, yeah, um, I used to sleep on the corner of Nile Street, and uh, I—I'll never forget this old man. He gave me this tiny little tent. Oh. Um, and he always told me, "Make sure you zip it at night." Yeah, yeah. And one night, the zipper came open. And there were a bunch of boys. Yeah. And you're about 15. So you're a developed young lady. Correct. They see you. Um, And they not only raped me, they sodomized me with a broomstick for hours. Oh, my God. And I begged, please, I just want to die. Kill me. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, did you, you said those words to those oh, boys? Yeah. Oh my God. Were they homeless as well? I would assume. They, okay. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Yeah. What am I asking? You don't yeah. know who they... Um, and I still remember the one's face. I don't remember the other boys cause you know, they flip you over and they do what they do and, um, and I'm. No, no, you're completely fine. This is a, it's a very hard thing to talk about. Mm, it is. Extremely, and, and I've never extremely heavy. told the whole story. So, yeah, I mean, and I think everybody take, in take our audience time. will understand it. Because so far, I mean, already you could have a movie just off what's happened. <laughs> I'm just, not looking for a movie. I'm just looking to be loved. Well, you are loved. Oh, You're I know. so loved. I mean, yeah, um, she's, she's got a tribe now, y'all. I do. Yeah, she does. So in 15, I'm in high school, and there was this one particular girl. I think she had a sense that something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, this girl. She would give me bites of her lunch. Oh. We would sit. In the quad. Yeah. I mean, it was a school of 3,000. It was a big school. So I was invisible. Yeah. Nobody nobody saw me. Nobody cared. Yeah, they didn't I was know. just the dirty girl. I was the dirty kid, the stinky kid. Yeah. And she would give me bites of her lunch. And wow. she never judged me. And then one day, her and her mom picked me up and take me to their house. Yeah. I'd never seen a home so pretty in my life. Wow. They gave me my own room. I had a bed. What? I had a bathroom. 
and I gave them the name, and back then they just wrote a bunch of letters. And I, yeah, yeah. I don't so know you gave them the name that Pa had given yeah. you. Okay. And they found my mother. Oh. <laughs> Shock and I know. awe of Sean's face. But you have to, I mean, yeah. you got to work hard in those years. I don't years. know how they did it, and, and even, I'm going to call her out, Michelle, um, she became the sister I never had. Wow. Um, and we're still friends and sisters oh, to this I love day. That. That's amazing. It is. Well, obviously she's a good person. She. Oh. I mean, to God take is the kid. God is on her right wing and her left wing. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to help feed somebody that you just see that nobody else notices, and then to take them in. And she stood up for me so often in her sweet. Michelle is very was very kind and very sweet and. Just giving. She was just a giving human being, right? She never questioned. She never asked. Wow. Um, but she was always kind of there at yeah. that point in my life. Yeah. Um, she never judged me that I was dirty or didn't. I wasn't clean. My hair was nappy, you know. I'm sure. Um, stained clothes. Yeah. The teachers never said Nobody anything. ever said anything. I was always put in the back of the class because I was the dirty. I mean, there were a few kids like us that were poor, and we just kind of got clumped together. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You know? So, uh, so they find your mom. They do. And they sit me down, and I'd been there for a good minute, you know. I'd been there six, seven months. Wow, yeah. And... Michelle's mom said, we found your mother. Like, what? And I'm thinking, my dreams have come true. I'm going to have a mommy and a yeah. daddy and a doggy and a white picket fence, and Ooh. my life is going to be good. You have the Lauren Wilkes show. No. <laughs> in your mind, you may be thinking that, but but I guess for exactly. me, on the yeah. outside looking in... I, I'm like, oh my I God. I wanted this, what Michelle this... had. She had a mother and a father, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And they had the pool and the beautiful white, what to me looked like a white house back then. Yeah. Um, but they were loved. They were never beaten. They were never harmed. It was sit down and talk. And I was very rebellious. I would sneak out. I'd go drink because I'd been drinking for years. Yeah. Right? I'd go drink and smoke and... I would do all the things that I knew growing up, kind of in that homeless time yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah. And they would go get me, and they'd bring me back, and they'd kind of reprimand me a little bit, like this is not what we do. Yeah, you know, this is this is not how you're going to live. Um, and they would kind of ground me and yeah, yeah, lock the door from the outside because where I, my room was technically, I would say back in the day, a maid's room. Okay, yeah. So they could yeah. come and go as they wanted. Um, but they kind of fixed that till I learned how to sneak out the window. <laughs> um, but they never stopped loving me. Yeah. Um, which was foreign to me. I didn't want to be hugged. I didn't want to be touched. Uh, every time someone would reach out, I'd shudder. I um, bet. And I still do to this day. I, I mean, I bet. you've seen it. Yeah. And so we go to the LAX. And there's a private plane, and my mom walks off with a fur white coat. I will never no. forget this. 
My mom is five foot one, all of a hundred pound, blonde hair, blue eyed woman, come dancing just almost like she floated off that plane. Wow. But she wasn't alone. She had people with her, big burly guys. Like bodyguards? I'm assuming. That's kind of crazy. On a private jet. On a private plane. I didn't know it was a private plane for the longest time. Wow. I just, just I'd never seen a plane, a plane before. <laughs> it was the first plane I'd ever seen. And it was like she just floated. I, and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. I'm ready. Yeah. And then I saw two sides of her real quick. Uh oh. In front of everybody, she was prim and proper and diamonds and, you know, very um, upper chalant is the word I would use now. Yeah, yeah. Until she would go into the bedroom because I would, I slept on the floor so she could have my bed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she'd break out the bottle of brandy and drink all night. Oh, shoot. Because she was an alcoholic? She was a fierce alcoholic. Wow. So she was staying at Michelle's. We stayed there for three or four days. I'm assuming her guys didn't stay with her. They went somewhere else while they she was were never there. there. They just stayed at the airport. Oh, okay. Uh, they or didn't somewhere. Get, you or didn't somewhere. See them. I didn't see them. Yeah. So next thing I know, I'm packing my blue suitcase. Yeah. With my worldly belongings, and we get back on that same plane. Oh, you got on the plane with her. So she did took, she explain anything at this point? No. You don't know what's going on. You just know this is your mom. The conversations that were had, I was not privy to. Oh. At all. Yeah, that's crazy. So we get back on the plane, and we're flying to Toronto. Wow. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. And that was the first time I saw my birth record. Oh. With my name. It was, I still have it to this day in the same uh, clear envelope that she had it in. Yeah. We go through. Go ahead. I just have one question. Please. Just so I don't assume anything, was the name on the certificate Norma? It was. Okay. That was the only thing. Norma Ann is the only name that I carried through. That was my real true name. Yeah. All the other last names were bogus. Are you Ann with an E or no E? Norma Ann? Annie. Oh, it's Ann. <laughs> okay. Norma Annie? <laughs> So we get to Toronto, and she let me drink on the plane. I mean, she fed me alcohol. I have no idea how wow. I got through customs. She's drinking, buddy. Yep. We get to Toronto. We get to her Skyrise apartment. She's living in a penthouse. So this isn't some thing she's putting on. She's really... She has money. She had money. Yeah. But it wasn't her money. Oh. I kind of assumed that in the back of my mind a little bit. I mean, she had been married. Eight times before she passed. Eight times. Eight. Not not judging, but that's just no no a no large no. number. She it always is, is found number. someone better. It was always a step up, up a notch up for her. But my mom always wanted to be this world class actress and singer, and so she told me. So I get to her home in April. Um, I'm fifteen. And I see a completely different human being than I wanted. She was mean. Oh she gosh. drank all day. She drank all night. I don't, I don't know how she worked. I know she worked in a Four Seasons hotel. 
I do don't you, know. Do you know what she did there? Um, yeah, the I would show that... up and she would be as a hostess. Okay. And in the restaurant. And wow. it was just, we went to bars, which I, I sent you a picture. Yeah. Um, she would take me to bars. But when I was an inconvenience, I was out the door. She didn't care where I went. Just go away and come back when the sun comes up. Okay, so when... I'm assuming it was men that would be coming in, and I was kind of cramping that style, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, She never... She was verbally abusive. She was never physical. Yeah. Ah, but... Man, was she brutally, I never wanted you. I wish to God I'd have had an abortion. You know, you're just hell breathing. You know, it was just I feel profanity. a little bit of projection. Just, you know, even thinking about her saying that, you know, she obviously hated herself. Wow. So. I wasn't the only child she gave away. Really? Oh. No. I have a I have a half sister that she had in 1969. Oh wow! You asked me about so that. So after you, after me, that she gave to, she gave the child up. Now this, I have to be careful with this one because I only know parts of the story because it's not my story. I was yeah, say, yeah. You didn't live that story. I didn't live that story, but I know she's living with her biological father. She was given back. For whatever reason. But I know that my half-sister was in my mom's life on and off throughout her life. Okay. Um, so there's that. I have my 16th birthday. Dom Perignon. Nothing but the best. Darn. I mean, there was no expense spared. Or, you know, Up no expense Toronto. spared. Yeah. It was one of the best nights. We laughed and we joked until we got home. Mm-hmm. Something flipped in her. She wasn't around. Um, and I mean, I had my tonsils out in the summer of that year prior to my birthday. She goes to Florida and is with a man, and I'm in a hospital. Oh, darn. So her friend's taking care of me. You know, back then you were in the hospital for what, seven days? Yeah, yeah. I come home and all's well and good. Have my birthday, all's well and good. Yeah. Christmas Day. There's a present. And I thought, this is awesome. Oh, wow. Is that the first time you ever had a Christmas present? Actually, I didn't get a Christmas present that day. Oh. Oh. My bad. (laughs) I got a one-way ticket back to California. And she told me, she's like, I should have had that abortion with you. I should have killed you that day. Put me on a plane, sent me through customs, and I was back on the street again. Good Lord. Yeah, that's um, dang. So when you're you where at did, sixteen, where did you go in California? Like the same back area? on the streets, same area so you, you came from. You didn't. No, to- this time I just I started meeting people, mm-hmm. and I'd go from one drug fueled crack house, and yeah. I just went. And if they wanted to take advantage of me i let them just so that i could have a place to sleep and maybe eat whatever crumbs they left or eat out of a chip bag or yeah i started learning ah if i let them do what they want to do then i can get this if that makes sense yeah yeah it makes sense so a year goes by and i met this 
crack house. I mean, it is what it is, right? It was yeah. pot and crack and everything. heroin and everything. The thing is, I never did any of that stuff. All I was, alcohol was my fuel. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mom shows up. At the out house? Out of nowhere. Yep. Please tell me, she did she know you were there? Don't know. And what? she never would tell me how she knew where I was. Wow. The only thing she ever said was, I will always know where you're at. That's creepy. Yeah. Super freak. That's scary. That's scary. She's like, I need you to go back to Canada with me and I will take you to Florida. Well, I've always wanted to go to Florida. So I thought, okay, maybe she's changed. Maybe she's yeah. not drinking. We get on that private plane. We go back to Toronto. Going through customs, she's like, oh, I'm her mother. I need to take her back to the States. She needed me to live in the States for her green card. Oh. Until she got married. She was using you. Oh. And she married a man in Florida. So you end up in Florida. I do. How old are you at this time? Like, Um, I was almost 17. Almost 17. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she marries him, which I have photos of. Yeah. A few months later... The boy that I had a crush on in high school was in the Navy. And I don't know how she knew. Yeah. He shows up. And we get married. At 17. At like, 17. is it your choice to get married? I wanted out. You did want out. I wanted out. I've heard I thought, people this, say that this before. is my way out. And he's like, I, he always told me in school, I love you. I think you're the sweetest girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just, we stayed in we didn't stay in touch like you do now. Yeah, yeah, it's different. I'd get a letter once in a blue moon. I'd get a stamp and I'd be able to mail one to him. And I marry him. And off to Norfolk we go. Norfolk, Virginia? Mm-hmm. Okay. You said he was in the Navy, right? He was. I thought that's what you said. Okay, so. yeah. And we get a little apartment. Yeah. We're good to go. We're happy. For three days. Three days? Three days? And he brutally beat me. No, not again. Yep. Oh. He beat me every day. My hair was a mop. He, if he wanted sex, that's what we had. Yeah. If I so much as said a word, I would get beat. So you're back living with the old lady again. Yeah. Except this time you're also being sexually abused. abused. Because he always said... A wife must do her duty when a man wants it. So you had no choice. No. Yeah, that's... Um, it's a lot. I, I wanted to die. I tried to kill myself. Oh, man. I tried many times. What years are we talking? Well, 17. Like 17. 17. Like 70. I'm just trying well, to... Well, 1965 plus... I have to get a calculator out because I'm really not <laughs> she's a She's works in a bank. She, it was about it's 1982. I was about to say... So early 80s. The year right. I was born. We're looking early 80s. Oh, my God. I'm old. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> but... So... I married him in April. Yeah. And in September, August, September time frame, he had beat me really bad. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to go into too much because I can't, I can't go into that. I I can't go back there. Yeah. It's completely understandable. But the boys that were on his ship were his friends and they came and took me out of there. 
Oh, wow. One of them happened to be Craig. How did they know? I don't know. So, and for anyone listening that doesn't know Norma's story, Craig and Norma are married now. We are. So, Craig's one of the guys that comes in and takes you out. Where do they take you? Back to their house. And they were so kind. They gave me my own room. I was, okay, I I always said, I cooked and cleaned. Let me be let me be very clear. I couldn't oh. cook crud back then. <laughs> I fed him raw chicken because oh. I didn't know. <laughs> Poor Craig's buck knife broke on a roast that was pretty big and ended up being about that big. I didn't put water seasoning. I put it you 500 degrees all day. Oh, my God. Well, nobody ever taught you. Nobody. But I wanted to. My all, my biggest fear was if if I show them love, maybe they'll love me back. If I feed them, yes. maybe they'll let me eat. Yeah. And yet, here's this big, tall guy, quiet. Craig's, I'm sure you're thinking if I'm valuable, if I prove myself to be somebody. I wanted to be around. worthy. Yeah. I mean, back then I didn't know what it was, but I just, I just didn't want to be put out again. Yeah. And I would honestly say Craig saved my life. Wow. Sounds like it. Yeah. He's. I've always told him that he has a golden ticket to heaven. Because of how good he is. Because he's such a good guy. Now, I have to ask this. The guy you left, the husband you left, how's he acting? His friends have taken his wife. Oh, Craig paid for the divorce, and he went on about his way. Oh. Wow. Interesting. And good. Um, I mean, good riddance. Good riddance to an abusive relationship. I mean, he's where he's supposed to be now. Let's we'll just leave it there. Yeah, um, so, out of my life, thank God. So <laughs> when how like Craig paid for divorce, um, and he was my friend. Craig was never, he never was forward, or it's almost like he saw that I was broken. Yeah, but he didn't know how or why I was broken. So he was just there. He was my constant. Yeah. Um. If I felt like I screwed up or if I was failing, it's okay. You know, he always had that gentle presence, yeah. calming presence about He's like a gentle it. giant. He really is. I mean, truly, he is now. Um, eight months later, we get married. All right. And uh, it was the best day of my life because Aww. he was so kind and so gentle. You weren't getting beat and, on. But in my mind, I kept thinking... This ain't gonna last. Like, long. when's the ball gonna drop? When, yeah, exactly. Because nothing it, has lasted at this nothing. point in your life. You've and got I to think, wonder about people and their character at this point. And I still do, and I'm 56. Yeah. I still have those ulterior. What's your ulterior motive with me? And see, I never think that, and I feel like do I'm you so. Not? You no, don't, you don't not. have any. Like, it is so rare. I'm, and I consider myself very gullible for that reason. Yeah. There are times I can read people, and I can tell mm, you don't want to get in too deep with this one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can just tell that about people. But for the most part, I literally see good everywhere. And it's so difficult for me to imagine that somebody would have another. I see opposite. I always look for what do they want from me? Yeah. And how are they going to hurt me? Yeah. Maybe that's why we balance each other out. And it may be. You know, that could be a good thing. Because I need some some realization in my life that everything's not always... (laughs) I wonder how most people go about life with that. Because, like, for me, I don't see the good or the bad. And I'm very nice to you when I meet you normally. Unless I'm just in a bad mood. Whatever. (laughs) But I'm always watching. 
yeah. I'm always exactly. being observant to like. Right, but that's the way doing? Craig is. Craig is very observant. He's not a talkative guy. No, very he's quiet. not. But he's very but he's, friendly. But he is. But he's and would do anything for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I about crushed him one time. Ooh. Um, Deborah's born. I did not want this child. So you have your first well, child. How long had y'all been married when Deborah so was So I born? was 18. I got pregnant on my wedding night. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't long after you got no, married. No, it wasn't. And he knew I was pregnant before I knew. Uh, was it, were you acting a certain way? Uh, I was eating oranges and pickles and puking. Okay, well, that's, that's a telltale sign right there. You know. Um, <laughs> that is a telltale sign. But this wasn't my first pregnancy. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, I was wondering. I mean, um, that makes. I, I mean, like, I was kind of wondering exists. how you had that much. You'd had some sex in yeah, the past, yeah. and no babies have happened. And then well, Craig just. I did get pregnant. Oh. Um, I was on the streets, and I will not to go into graphic detail, sure. but I gave birth. I think I was like five months along, and the woman helped me. And I don't know where the child is. I know that it wasn't alive when it was born. So I never went to a hospital, but the woman knew what to do. Really? Probably yeah. being on the street. Another homeless lady? Yeah. Okay. Probably wasn't the first time. Um, but she, she wasn't crazy it. in the head like most of them were. You know, like she had a little sense to her. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't my first pregnancy. And I didn't want to go through that again, right? So yeah. here's Deborah. You know, she come out walking and talking, really. <laughs> Nine <laughs> pound, five ounce, two Ooh. pushes. There she was. Wow. And Craig's in Italy in the Navy. Oh, no. He oh, wow. was overseas at the time serving on the ship. Yeah. So you're alone with a baby. I was not alone. Oh. His chief's wife, mm-hmm. she taught me how to be a mom. Wow. In a way, right? She taught yeah. me how to be a mother. She kind of took me under her wing, and I wanted a mother so bad. I didn't care who you were. If you would gravitate towards me. Yeah. I literally, I, I would, here's my arms, they're open, let me be what you want, mold me. Yeah, yeah. Deborah was born, and I didn't want to hold her, I didn't want to look at her, I didn't want to touch her, I wasn't going to breastfeed her, yeah. I didn't want nothing to do with this child, and I was mad at Craig because he left me. I was, uh, that fear of being left, do we have a kitty cat? I think we have a cat that wants to hear your story, but we're not oh. going to let that cat in. <laughs> He doesn't desperate. want me, he wants Sean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, good chance, good chance. But yeah. Now, you mentioned, uh, not to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Craig was in Italy on the ship. Mm-hmm. Were you, you guys based in Norfolk still? We were. Or were you somewhere? Okay. No, we were based in Norfolk. Um, but Jennifer took me under her wing. And to be honest, she was the most, uh, she was the most beautiful human being I'd ever come across in my life. Yeah. She taught me how to mother. Wow. She taught me just how to love a child because yeah. I'd never been loved, so I didn't know what love was, but she didn't really know my whole story. Yeah. Um, so Deborah comes along. We moved to West Virginia. Craig's still on the ship. I'm trying to be close to his family. Yeah. They don't like me. Uh-oh. Let's just put that out there. Mm-mm. Um, I mean, and his mom was very honest about it. And God love and rest her soul. Uh, just just as a point... Um, Craig, you mentioned a lady. I can't remember what you just said. Her Jennifer. Name Jennifer didn't know your story. Did Craig even know your story no, at this point? No, not really. 
I, I tried to avoid that conversation. Sure. And there were times where I was like, oh, yeah, I was raised by so-and-so. And you kind of pretend that your world's okay because yeah. I thought, well, if he knew who I really was, he wasn't going to love me because right. I wasn't worth loving. Yeah, I could see you um, feel that way. But over time, things would come out. And I was a very angry human being when we got married. Every time he left, I thought he was—he didn't love me. Oh, no. Um, looking back on it now, how stupid was I? But that's what I knew. You didn't know any different. Yeah. I didn't. Um, and so he caught a lot of the wrath of my anger, uh, unresolved yes. junk that I went through in my life. Uh, I moved to West Virginia. I kept in touch with one of his friends. And he started showing affection to me. You know, I love you. And back then, I wanted to be loved so bad. I just wanted human contact. That I left Craig for this person. Oh, oh wow. wow. And then I, I realized... And Deborah had been born at this point. She was. She was eight months old. And I knew when I got in that man's car, I had made the, a truly wrong error in my life. But it was too late. I was like, oh, I'm there. I might as well just go now and pretend. Craig comes back and finds a note. We're gone. Oh, no. He just... actually, actually, he was in he was in Chicago. He was at Great Lakes. And, and he could correct me. You know, he lived it, too. He came to Florida and got me. So you guys are going all the way down. I to had Florida. left and went to Florida. And Whoa. I wasn't I wasn't looking back at all. I wasn't going to look back. I yeah. was like, Craig doesn't love me, doesn't want me. But I didn't realize that the Navy, that was his job, right? I just was left all the time. You felt rejected. I, I did feel rejected. Craig came and got me, and when he showed up at the door, there was this overwhelming sense of, what in the hell did I just do? I thought I had ruined my entire life. And you know that man took me back? Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, that's like... Uh, and has loved me unconditionally since. And you probably feel like, what have you done to deserve it? I, I do, because I feel like I let him down. And I can see that. And I that. think about that every day. You know, I've heard that about people that have been rejected in their lives. That we have... And I say we because I have some rejection issues sure. as well. We have a tendency to push away the people that love us. Yeah. Almost, It's almost like a test, but it's not intentional. And there have been times in my marriage to Sean that I, looking back, I know I was trying my hardest to push him away. And it wasn't intentional, but it was almost like, can you love me now? Will you love me now? I don't think you can. And then when they do, when you finally reach a place where you stop doing that, it's it's a good it's a good thing. I always pushed Craig away and I would get angry and mean and loud and yeah. you know, it was you're having an affair, blah blah blah. And but the more I pushed, the more he came. Wow. In his own gentle way, right? Like he never forced himself. Yeah. He just never left. Wow. And I kept thinking, and I still to this day keep thinking, what did I ever do? To deserve a man who loves me as much as you. Sometimes I don't think we have to do anything. I mean, it's just, I don't know, Sean. It's, what do you think? I mean, love is just, it's just love. Well, and there's really no rules. <laughs> like, like I always say, when 
this subject comes out, love is a complex thing, but love is, starts out as a feeling, an emotion, and ends as a choice. Yeah. So, you know, what did you do? It's more or less he chose to stand by you because that's what he wanted to do. He loved you yeah. for yeah. you. And you you were enough. Well, I guess <laughs> you were enough. He's even though around. you you didn't know you were enough, but he knew you were. And I imagine you were enough. You were whatever he wanted, yeah. whatever he needed, and that was good enough for him. I'm sure. And and he's I, a great man. I uh, mean, for anyone that hasn't met Craig, he's really he is a gentle giant, a is. quiet man, but would do anything. He would do. I, I mean, mean, he showed up and I mean, got your car. Yeah, I mean, we had an issue one time where we were on the side of the road and Craig was out there within five minutes. Yep. I mean, it was yeah, he no just time. Home from work and he yeah, he flew right out. Took him an hour to get home and then there we were needing help and he was right on the way. So, But he's always been like that. I think always. it just shows his character. He's, he's just all, but a he man But he came from character. a good mom and dad. He came from a good upbringing. Yeah. You know, like he didn't have a lot growing up, but he had a lot of love. And that makes a big well, that, difference. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard me, you know, whenever I've talked about my family and growing up, I've never called us poor. We just did not have a lot of financial means. Right. You know, we had so many other things. Money just wasn't on one that of them priority, you know. Yeah. So I understand, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I can honestly say there were times I didn't think I deserved Sean. You know, or that Sean really got <laughs> the short end of the stick with this one, <laughs> but it's it's worked out. I think we've out. all felt that way at different times. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, so then, obviously, you ended up having another baby with Craig. I did. Now, I had my think, little Amber. Like, do you think with Deborah that there was some postpartum maybe going on? Oh, I'm sure. And, and that causes connection issues with children. Uh, no, I literally didn't want her. Yeah, I mean, and I, I just didn't. I I wasn't equipped to be a mother. You, you don't know how to nurture. I did. Pretty young I too. Just, yeah, and she yeah. was crying and she wouldn't shut up, and I was like, oh my god, I just want to drink, and yeah. I couldn't. I had to be sober for this child. Yeah, yeah, you had and to be And I was angry that Craig wasn't there because he promised he... And I guess I took it so literal at the yeah. time. He said, I will never leave you. So when he goes in the Navy and he leaves, you know... Then you're like, he, he left, left me. me. He left me. He promised he wouldn't leave. It's hard for you to understand. You know, looking back now, how ridiculous was that? But at the time... If everybody had always left you, what what grounds would you have to stand on? And a lot of people did leave. On? They didn't. Um, the one thing I didn't touch on was while I was at my mother's, and I think this has a lot to do with uh, where a lot of my anger comes in. Yeah. Uh, I meet my mom's family, the brothers, the sisters, the yeah. aunts, the uncles, the grandmother. I meet them all. Oh. She has this huge party. And they're all drinking rye. That sounds gross. And if you've never had the smell of rye around you, it's, it's one of the most god-awful sounds there is. And everybody's drunk. Everybody's loud, obnoxious. Some go home. Some stay. Um, yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. Kitty cat. Yeah, we have a cat in the room that won't let go of Sean. So, as we've said before, we are in a fully functioning house, and sometimes things get a little crazy. So, Sean is about to let the cat out of the room, not the bag, the room. And she's probably going to beat on the door again. Yeah, it's so, fine. 
Okay, Norma, do you remember what you were saying? I do. Okay. And <laughs> I always thought family didn't hurt you. Once I got with my mom, you know, the sexual abuse stopped. Yeah. Until that night. Um, everybody's drunk. Oh, yeah. So there's a party at your mom's. Right. Yeah. Mom's passed out. Everybody's passed out except my mom's sister's husband. Oh, And God. he proceeded to come in and rape me. Oh, my God. Um, That's You just can't seem to get away from the... Like, catch no. a break. Can we catch Creeps. a break, please? Um, his wife walks in, which was my mom's sister, and blamed me, and I had to leave. Oh, I'm my I'm the one God. who caused it. I'm the one who asked for it. What was wrong with women in the 70s, honestly? Or anybody. Well, they that were they all would alcoholics. And I know that I'm going to piss off a lot of my family when I say that, but this isn't their journey. This is my journey. Facts are facts. If you don't want to admit it yourself, that's your issue. Well, still. <laughs> and they've, they've since passed except the man who did rape me. Wow. He's still living. But the, the family, my blood family has passed on and I, I no swore qualms. I wouldn't tell my story until she was gone. Because mom, is that what you're talking about? She, my mom's sister, and the sister, and the sister. Um, I did have one uncle who I adored, my uncle Donnie. Ah, so he was my light and my joy, and his wife. They were so sweet to me. Oh, they really were. They were kind people. Well, thank God for them. So, with this uncle, nothing ever happened then, apparently, because the no, we had to leave. But I mean, you have to leave, and your mom had to leave. Mm -hmm. We went back to Toronto. They believed. Oh, I got the blame for it. Oh my God. I got the blame. I shouldn't have worn that shirt. How old I shouldn't were you? Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah. I shouldn't have worn them shorts. Um, that is like the, the, the. I just struggle with that so much in today's <laughs> society. You know, I mean, even if I come out in front of Sean and I'm wearing something and we're married, mm -hmm. if I say no, it means no, and and what I'm wearing doesn't mean that you can just touch me i well, know hey, some people are going to have an issue with that you but. don't even have to say anything i am a 39 year old man and i know how to control myself even when i've had alcohol there is no excuse in this world you right. are just an asshole uh, that is what yeah. you are exactly well worse than an asshole honestly yeah and if you i mean that's he a was, child he wasn't the, the, i wasn't the only one he did that too within it, the family good god i the fam pervert I mean, I had cousins tell me, oh, he did that to me, too. Oh, so he was that uncle. Oh, he was my that gosh. uncle. Disgusting. Um, and I dare them to deny it because I know exactly what he looks like in his private areas to this day. <laughs> Jeez. That's disgusting. That's, that's how bad it got. Oh, I bet. That's hard. And I know that was probably way TMI. No, no, no. It's not. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Amber comes along. Short, crooked, and a little to the left. I'm oh. just kidding. You know. Just red yeah. hair and a mole. Oh, bleh. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's disturbing. Your husband has red hair. Yeah. No, no I don't. Sometimes the no, carpet does match the drapes. Ew, <laughs> I'm just ew, kidding. Ew, ew. No, we had to bring some lightheartedness in the hang middle on, of hang We on. did. I, I, I mean, clarify whoop. that. I am not redheaded. I am red bearded. Like all my other hair. La, 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 la. Yeah, the other hair. Talking about my other hair. Head scalp. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was a lot Oh, there. sweet baby Jesus. But it was a good digression there for a second. We brought a slight joy back to yeah, thank goodness. the podcast. You, I mean, we did say this was going to be heavy. It is, it is heavy. So, yeah, so, Amber comes along and... And then, and then Deborah, how well, far apart are your babies? So, Deborah's my oldest, and... Oh, 
my little nerdy wordy and my little artsy fartsy Amber. Oh, Amber, they're four years apart. Okay, okay. Um, so by this time, you feel more motherly. So, <laughs> I did. When Amber came along, she kind of just decided, I'm going to live by my own wheelhouse. Uh-oh. And I'm going to see the light and the world in rose-colored glasses. Oh. And she brought a lot of joy. Yeah. But I wanted Amber t- or Deborah to be that, you're yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir. When I look at you, you better not speak because oh. that's what I knew. Yeah. You didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. And poor Craig, so here I am. It's like the generation came back. Yeah, Craig's yeah. The quiet, gentle dad. And here's this mean mother. Oh, oh God. Dude. I never locked my child up. Let's make that very yeah. clear. But uh, in a But I was very verbally aggressive with Deborah and yeah. and I regret it to this day. But I didn't know any different. I thought that's how it was. You didn't know to be. better no. for how to raise a child. No, no, Did no. Did that no. eventually calm down at some point in her life? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, did your mom meet your children? She met Deborah. Okay. We had one Christmas with her. Okay. Um, and that went well. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and spent, I think, a week with my mom with Deborah, and we ended up leaving because my mom allowed. I had to go to the store. Yeah. Now, this was in St. Petersburg, Florida. Okay. I get in the car. I go to the store. I come back. No child. No Deborah. And oh. my mom is 10 sheets to the wind. And oh, also, no. And this is the woman that at some point sold you right after she got out so of the So, my hospital. fear. Oh, my God. I, where's my baby? I'm screaming, where's my child? You know, da-da-da-da-da. And she's too drunk to even make any kind of sense. Good Lord. I started... She used to have these old octagon uh, end tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I start opening them up, and sure enough, there's my little child drunk off vermouth. No! Asleep in the end cabinet. Like in the, She's gotten into the little cabinet. She I remember it. the kind you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. the old uh, wood octagon. Yeah, you could go in there and hide. Uh, yeah. yeah. She was in there asleep, and she had drank vermouth. How old was she? Mm. She was little. Maybe a year. Oh my God! I don't even know what vermouth is. I've heard that word Uh, so many times. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to ask Craig. He's the bartender in our house. A form of hard. I think it's for gin or maybe martini. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't know. know. I don't don't know. I don't know. Insane. Google it. Yeah, that's what I. So, your mom met Deborah. Did your mom die before Amber was born, or what happened? So I told her I was pregnant with Amber. And she said, I should have had that abortion. I don't want to meet that bastard child. What? Jeez. This woman is in Good God. She is the... And Craig can vouch for that. Oh, I bet. But that's insane. She was a very push and pull kind of human being after I became a mother. She, When she wanted money or she needed something um, or whatever it was, she would pull me in and suck me right back in. And then when she was done, it was, I should have killed you. You shouldn't be here. Um... I mean, I got a five-page letter she sent me right after Amber was born about how she should have aborted me. And that oh, I've been nothing God. but a heartache her whole life. Even though you didn't live with her. Mm-mm. Nope. Wow. Um, so, she never met Amber. Yeah, that's insane. Isn't that crazy? It is. Um, so, 
at this point, I lose all contact with her. You lose all contact. You still don't know who your bio dad is. No, but I keep looking. I, you know, before the internet, if I could get a stamp and an envelope, and I would steal to get a stamp and an envelope, yeah. I would write to any man that had that name on it that I could find in the phone book. Because in my birth record, it said U.S. salesman. Okay, and it gave his name. And it gave his name. Thing is, she didn't put his middle name. So I wrote everybody I could think of because in my mind, in my world, everybody's from California, right? Nobody's from Texas or anywhere else. Boston. Well, I mean, you were born in California. Correct. Yeah. So, and I did not think, and I looked in Canada, but I only looked in Ontario. Yeah. I didn't know that Newfoundland Labrador was a thing. I had no clue. Yeah. None. So paperwork. Then Google or uh, AOL comes out, right? Alta Vista, yes, right? Dial up. That's a good one. Got mail. (laughs) And I started googling. Well, what? Wasn't Google then? Search engineing. Started doing some search. Search engineing. Search engineing. Yes. I don't even remember what one was around back then. Maybe it was. I think it was Alta Vista. I don't even. I don't. And Yahoo. I remember Yahoo. Yeah. But I think Alta Vista was, I don't know. Did AOL. Whatever. I'm not a geek. Yeah. AOL, America Online. If I want to Google, I call Deborah. Right. I do. Um, And I would get rejection letters. No such person. Yeah. yeah. You know, this goes on. Mid 90s, Deborah's figure skating. She's training. we were living in West Virginia at the time. Craig had just gotten out of the military. I get a letter in the mail. Hey, if you want to come see your mom before she's dead, and oh, I gosh. still have the letter, you better come soon. She's not going to make it. Oh, my gosh. Who sent you the letter? Her sister. Oh, it was that, it that sister? sister? Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So, Craig being Craig, we didn't have a lot of money back then. Yeah. Calls his mom. We dropped the kids off at his mama's. Wow. She gives us money to go to Canada. And on we went. Oh, so she wasn't in Florida anymore. No, they had shipped her from Florida to Canada because she was dying. Wow. She had brain cancer and it had metastasized. And the hospital in Florida had given her too much radiation and it burnt her head. Mm. Oh, that's scary. Um, We get to Canada. We get to the hospital, we're sitting in the hallway, and we hear these people wrestling and talking. Lillian just signed the paper. Well, everybody knows her name now. I can can take that out. Don't worry. Oh, no, I don't care. At this point, I don't care. Okay. Okay. Um, No, Lillian signed this paperwork, you know, signed this paper. And, you know, the men ask her sister, does she have any daughters? And they only mentioned one daughter. And I'm saying, I'm right here. I'm her daughter. I've got my birth record. Yeah. Them lawyers walked right by Craig and I, and I didn't realize that she had signed away her... um, Like inheritance? Not inheritance. What do you get when you... Death benefit? I don't even life know what insurance? we're talking about. Life insurance. Okay, life Thanks. insurance. Yeah. Ooh, had a brain fart yeah, for I a get minute. That. Yeah, her life insurance to the family, which is fine. I didn't care. Money doesn't mean anything. I've never had it. Never will. Yeah. Um, but was she even in her right mind when yeah, she was signing? She didn't no. know who anybody was. She, I, I had a grandmother die from brain cancer, so I experienced She had no idea that. who I was. 
I walk in. She looked right at Craig, and she goes, there's my Marlboro man. She always called Craig the Marlboro yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And she had no clue who I was. She's like, who are you? Mm. Um, we were never allowed to be alone with her. I'll be honest. It, you're a better person than me because I never showed up in the first place. She was my mom. I still would have not but shown up. You'd but be I wanted surprised to, what you would do. You don't do. understand. She had something that I needed from her at this point. Right. I didn't. I didn't need her to love me anymore because Craig loved me enough. What I needed was who is my father? Gotcha. Don't die without telling me. Because whenever I would ask her, it became such... I don't know if she was hurt. I was told that was the one man she truly loved. Okay, so she, I was going. I was about to ask, did she even know who he was? She did. So, but, okay. Um, wow. But we don't know the backstory, and yep. we'll never know. Um, so the nurses, I was never allowed to be alone with her. The nurses would call after everybody had left at night, and they'd say, hey, the family's gone. Come on up and see your wow. mom. Yeah. We'd go up, and the Craig would... Take her down to the... And we could smoke in the hospital back then, right? You yeah. could smoke in the smoke room. Oh, yeah. And he'd give her a long capri and pretend <laughs> like he's lighting it. She'd smoke. Aww. And he would bring a fake, like, little jar, plastic cup, pretend like he's giving her champagne. Because that's the way she was. She was just all airs about herself. Wow. And I would ask her, who's, who's William? Who's William? And she would always say, shh. They can hear us. Don't say anything. So William was the name on your birth certificate. It was. Yeah. So I meet my half-sister. She tells me the kind of gutter trash I am, you know, and goes on and on and on. She's very rich. I'm very poor. So she didn't like you from She didn't the like me either, which is fine. Told me never to contact her, and I haven't. Wow. You want me to not contact you? Not you a problem. It. You got it. Um, so... Let's fast forward a bit, because I'm sure this is getting quite lengthy. Oh, you're doing good, I think. We're an hour and a half. We're, we're good. 2016. And Deborah, so I have a car wreck. In 2001, yes. I become addicted to narcotics, which you all know that story. Um, I'm brutally hateful to my children. I have two years of my life I don't remember. Wow. Um, you know, the only one thing I remember is punching Deborah in the face, and I knew... I had done wrong, but I didn't know how to take it back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I was back. angry. I had back surgeries. I was in pain. I, I just wasn't coping life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Deborah goes off and joins the military, and she crushes me when she does that. Because it's like, you're leaving me. You oh. are up and leaving me. You're going to go away and never come back. Yeah. We didn't yeah. talk for two years. Oh, wow. We didn't talk. It had that profound an effect on you. It did. But you, you mentioned 2001. I had a car wreck in 2001. 2001. So it, now, she- mind you, 2001, up until a year and two months ago, I was addicted to drugs. Yeah. Narcotics. Right. I, in my mind, I'm putting the get pieces together. About she was a senior in high school. When time I- frame. And like, so she enlisted pretty much right after 9-11-ish. Within a reasonable Well, she graduated in 2000 and... Oh. Oh, It's okay. (laughs) 2003, (laughs) I think it's 03, and Amber is 07. Yeah, so that's a little bit after, because 9-11 happened. Yeah, she was was in her 20s. 
Gotcha. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, she joins the military and leaves me. And I thought, yeah, okay, I'm tired of giving my love, and it's gone. Two years we didn't talk. And I think a, a someone that had been raised in a normal home setting would have been able to let that child go a little easier. But for you, you had a husband that loved you, and then you gave birth to these two humans that are also supposed to love you. Yeah. And then she's leaving you. Yep. So you feel rejected. But I knew that I had hurt her. Oh, wow. I knew, I knew that I had crushed a part of her. Yeah. I, her spirit, her soul. I knew that what I had done was, you know, I couldn't retrieve it back and take it back. Yeah. It yeah. was... Here it is. I've I've ruined our relationship. So I started drinking again. Okay. Um, on top of the on top, top of, the of everything else. Correct. Wow. Um, she joins the Navy. We watch her graduate, and I couldn't have been a prouder mom. And something flipped while she was in the military. Yeah. We be we we learned to accept each other. Oh wow. I had to let her go, and I had to figure out me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we've been close ever since. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah you can good. totally tell now. My girl, my you, girl, my girl, and the grandbabies. Ben, oh my god, yeah. Ben is the reason I'm sober. Right. Ben is my reason I'm sober. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know or haven't read the story, Norma was addicted to opioids after the 2001 motor vehicle accident. Um, yeah, it was on like seven or eight different from fentanyl all the way down. Morphine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you Whatever were I could get my hands on from a doctor, I doctor shopped. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Well, back but, then, they were handing them out like, uh, like candy dispensers. You yep. Know, just... yep. But Norma came off of these opioids. Thanks was to it... Amber. Yep. And Ben. Thanks to multiple people in her family, actually. Yeah. Um, and there's a story about that that is on our page. It's also on Love What Matters yeah. page, on Norma's personal Facebook page. Um, but, yeah, you you um, have been clean now for a year and how long now? Um, the 21st of this month will be, or tomorrow, will oh. be 13 months clean. Okay, so 13 Ooh, months clean. So that's very exciting. I am excited. So, um, and I want to talk about some of the DNA stuff in a minute, but while we're touching on coming off the opioid addiction, I just want to hit that real quick. Um, that's what she said. How did... Right, right. Okay, or right, he. So, or yeah. he. What, what does it feel like? What to, is what? What does it feel like... To be sober? To stop. doing opioids when you've done them for 20 years what i mean what does your body do so i still get the creepy crawlies you do now i still do 13 months out is that some kind of nerve related no so when you're coming down off an opioid or a narcotic or heroin or any kind of drug um you get your hair stand it feels like um Creepy crawlies is the only way I can. Bugs under your skin or something. Bugs under your skin. Ants in your pants. Yeah, I still get that. I get cravings. um, But I I can't go back. Too many people have invested in me. Yeah. And I've invested in myself that I had to get clean. When your grandson looks at you and says, why do you take that little white pill, Mama? You act funny when you take it. Please don't take it anymore. Oh. I knew right then and there I had to get clean. But honest to God, I have to give 
Craig took a step back. Yeah. Um, because he's so loving and so caring and so coddling that he wanted to fix me. I yeah. was I was broken beyond repair. My life, just the drugs I took, and Amber is a no. Can I say that? You can yeah, say bullshit. Is a no bullshit kind of child. Yeah. And Deborah called and she's like, "You need me," and I was like, "No, just take care of the kids. If I need you, I'll call you." Yeah. Amber came down and was like. Okay, we gonna get clean. <laughs> uh oh. And I mean, I tested that girl. I she knew all my hiding spots. She knew where all my pills were, and was wow. a no nonsense. Get your shit together. Yeah. And you are gonna get clean. This is your last chance. Cause I had, tr- I had tried so many times to get clean. Yeah. And then I would lie and say I'm clean, and I knew my girls and Craig knew I yeah. wasn't clean. I may be able to fool the world, but I couldn't fool them. So Amber came in. She bathed me. She combed my hair. She rubbed my legs. And she made sure I ate when I didn't want to eat. She mothered me when I should have been her mother. Yeah. But you needed somebody. And I feel horrible that I put her through that crap. I'm sure she wouldn't change it, though. Nah. Yeah, I mean, not- she didn't even think twice. She just showed up and with her puppies, my grand puppies. Yeah, and it was like, okay, we're gonna do this thing. Mm-hmm. We got this. Wow. And I had a great doctor because I went to him and I said, I'm addicted. If you can't help me, I'm gonna kill myself because I'm just gonna keep taking them to the point of no return. Because at yeah. that point, I was taking them every two hours. Yeah, I was popping a pill here and there when I could get it. And- how many milligrams do you eat? Um, it, so each pill was 10 milligrams of Percocet. And I was taking them every two hours, 24 hours a day. Jesus, that's, and that's I, a lot. And I would, I would literally wow. take an old pill bottle and put them in a little pill bottle so Craig would think, oh, she's only got so many. And I would hide the others. I had them in so many places in the house. It was wherever I could go to get a pill. Yeah. I learned to swallow them dry throat. Ugh. Just so that, you know. Well, nobody has to know. Nobody knew. And just it was getting to the quick. point where I was going to start grinding them. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. And this doctor, I went to him and I said, I got to get clean. And I knew he was a doctor that didn't hand out a pill, a drug, yeah. a prescription. And he said, I will do it, but you get one shot. And here's some medication. It's going to knock you out for three weeks, but it'll help you detox. Worst three weeks and the best three weeks of my life all at one time. Wow. So it worked. The, it whatever, did. The stuff he gave you. It did. And I was on it for three weeks and I've been clean since. I know. Wow. Right? Wow. That's like kind literally proud amazing. About, I have to pat myself on that one. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, 100%. I've got my girls. I've got Craig. I've got my tribe. Yeah, we definitely have a tribe Because you and I, we shared a lot of four o'clock in the morning oh, tears. Yeah. You had had surgery. Yes. I was detoxing. You were the, my only human contact that knew I was suffering. Yeah, my normal was pillow. Normal was really, really. You bad. showed up and I was shaking like a leaf going through detox, and you never once judged me. You never looked at me, and I thought, oh, oh my, am I too loud? No, no. And I thought, no, no. oh my god, 
that's going to be my friend. Oh, yes. Well, I'm honored to call you my friend. I'm so proud of you ah, because thanks. that's I'm proud of me that's too. No, uh, that's that's it's not an easy undertaking. No, honestly, and it was pitiful to see you. I couldn't even. I had to be cautious even in how loud I was. Yeah, which I'm a naturally loud person, but I had to be cautious because. Everything oh, was you were in sensory overload. I was literally sensory overload. So, well, I appreciate you sharing that part of your story. Oh, thanks for letting me share. Okay, so we're gonna go back to when you you've lost your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did you really balls to the wall start looking for your dad? Like really, really. Oh, when I was in sixteen. Really okay, looking. I was about to say sending well, I mean, letters to people with yeah. names. That's pretty intense. I'm I mean, I did it when somebody. when I was homeless. You know, if I could get uh, a stamp, get a stamp. You know, I yeah. would trade if I found really good food and I could get a stamp because I knew that I had a dad. I just didn't know how to how I to find him. I didn't know how to find him. And then he, when you talked to your mom, she wasn't. Oh, she absolutely was tight-lipped. Okay. It was. Go ahead. I I remember you you said, but I've already forgot. How did you find his name? On my birth birth record. That's right. (laughs) Double-check to make sure it's right. Yeah. Yeah, It was on his birth record. (laughs) Or on my birth record. I know Ancestry.com and DNA. Well, you've got I mean, there's so much. DNA. You've got. Uh, my ancestry, my heritage, twenty three and me. I've done them all. Yes. You've oh, you have. Wow. I've done every one of them. Did you get different things? From so here, family? here's how this all came about. My yeah. kids knew um, that I wanted to find my father. They, I know they probably were so tired of hearing me throughout their life. I wish I knew who my dad was. Yeah, yeah. And there were times they were like, "Well, who's your dad? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I've never that- met him." Um, and then. May of 2016, April, I had to count backwards, <laughs> April of 2016, Deborah shows up at the house with ancestry DNA kits for all of us. Oh, wow. And she said, happy Mother's Day. We're going to find your dad. Whoa. Dude. That's emotional. And I couldn't wait to spit I, in that tube. I, I was about to say, I can only imagine how excited, nervous all Oh, of I it, bawled. You, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried, All I cried. This time I heard it takes a lot of spit. <laughs> so it depends on how spitty you are. Yeah, like I've heard that you really have to put a decent amount of spit you in do. the tube. You have to fill up a tube, oh, about an inch. And, and, then it, and, it had, and you so can't thirsty. have foam on it. And there's a whole process. Oh, wow. So we all spit in the tube, and that was my Mother's Day gift. And Taking that a they changed my life. Oh wow! Did do we say what year this was that you did? Two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. So I take the test. Eight weeks later, boom! A first cousin. Whoa! Eight, so two with months. eight weeks. It takes took eight weeks for the test because it takes some time for him to process. It takes it. eight yeah. weeks, and boom! This first cousin shows up with my father's last name. Whoa! With the name that's on the birth certificate, right? I'm wow. crying. Oh, I'm calling Craig at work. And I called Deborah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I got a first cousin. Yeah, yeah. I send him a letter and I'm like, look, I don't want anything from you. I don't want any money. I don't want this, this, and this, and this, and this. Just, I just want to know who my dad is. Yeah. Crickets. Uh, oh, no. Zero. I oh hear nothing. Gosh. I send another letter 30 days later. 
A year goes by. Oh, torture. And then in 2018, I'm in the kitchen. Still no word. So two years. Goes by. Yeah. I hear nothing. Um, and I'm, I'm emailing and through Ancestry all these people that are third and fourth and second. And I find out that some of them are from my mom's side. And they're basically saying, screw you. I don't yeah. want to know you. Wow. Go away. You weren't wanted then. You're not wanted now. Wow. Jeez, what is wrong with those people? What's wrong with a lot of people? Um, I mean, at, but now, Ooh. to be fair... It happened on my dad's side, too. Wow. That some kind of know the story or knew of me, might have known of me, or my dad had some bad dealings. Uh-huh. So I'm in my kitchen baking. This is when I start getting into my little baking world. Yeah. Because yeah. I kept thinking, I got to do something to get my mind. Because I, I, 24 hours a day, seven days, I was consumed with finding i thought oh my god i'm so close i'm so close yeah yeah i start baking and i hear this man on tv telling his story yeah about his father wasn't his real father and he did a dna test i bolted out of my kitchen into my living room and i was like like i'm one of you yeah yeah and then i hear and the founder of the group her name was cat her name is Catherine st Clair. um I was like, oh, my God, I got to get on this Facebook thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of you. So I fill out the form. I wait. And Stephen King replied back and said, okay, welcome to the group. And I have Stephen to. Is he King, like an author? No, no. <laughs> Everybody is, says that. Is he like an admin of that group? He is. Okay. He's, he's um, you know, you've got Catherine St. Clair and then um, her and Stephen um, started, you know, she, Catherine started the group because uh, she wanted to find other people like her. Yeah, she was, yeah. we're all in the same boat. And That's what I love about Facebook and how you can connect with people. You do connect. Really, it's truly. a private group. Um, uh, he, Stephen King was there with me through the beginning process, helping me trying to navigate this whole DNA world. Yeah. Uh, and when I had self-doubt and reservations and I was scared and the rejection, he was like, you got this. We're not going to leave you. Wow. Um, so I joined this group and then I'm one and all of a sudden there's thousands of us so, in this one particular group. And, and I, in this group, to be in the group, you have to have a situation like yours. Correct. Where you don't really truly know who your biological parent when is. When a DNA comes back showing that the man who's on your birth certificate record is not your biological father. Okay. Adoptees. And and there's other subgroups know, as well. I know you're early into telling this part of it, but I automatically just can't help but wonder, have you met similar people with your type of situation? Nobody. Nobody. Zero. Wow. Zero. Wow. So I do feel kind of an outcast because... Yeah. There's nobody who's been, there's a lot of people in the groups that can say, I've been there. I understand. I yeah, yeah. that. But nobody has been in my kind of particular situation. So I still feel kind of outcast-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I'm loved deeply. I've made wonderful friendships. Uh, so many, so many lifelong friends. Yeah. Um. And then all of a sudden, I'm in this group, and I get an another hit 
that this woman has the same last name, no DNA test done, but she oh. has a tree. Uh. And her father's name is on it. And I knew that man was my dad's brother. How'd you know that? Um, because the way ancestry works, it links you together. Okay, okay. I got you. I didn't know if, like, at some point in the process you had heard another name no. or found no, another no, no, name. No. But you're just saying it linked up because of the So I, I, got you. I sent her a message on ancestry, and lo and behold, she messaged me back, and she's like, I know who your dad is. Dang. What, what was that feeling like? Oh, through the roof. Tell me now. Tell me all the information. And I called her, and I think we talked like six hours. The problem is, she'd only been around him a couple times, and Still, she knew nothing about him. So when really? she mentions that she's found him, is your dad alive? No, he had passed in '96, but at the time we didn't know. Oh, okay. she was like, I know he passed. I don't remember the year. I was young. This, that, and the other. A lot of disappointment when you find that they've passed. Right. You never meet them. And then all of a sudden, there was more cousins and more cousins and more cousins. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. So. Yeah. um, As I was doctor shopping for my drugs, right? Yeah. Back in about 2000, I want to say 2019. I had posted in a Newfoundland group, if you know this man, I'm looking for him. I'm his daughter, if anybody knows him. Well, apparently, this girl, someone contacted her and said, hey, this chick is looking for your dad. Oh, wow. Uh, Beknownst to me. She sends me a private message, and she's like, why are you looking for William Moores? And I said, I believe him to be my father. She goes, that's my father. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I think like every, she's everything saying, went black I'm your for sister. a moment. It, I'm your sister. No, she didn't even say that. She just said, that's my dad. This is after the D, all the DNA? All the DNA. Okay. And uh, this is when I realized, oh, he was from Newfoundland. And I just went on a search. I joined every Newfoundland group there was. And I just started putting it out there. Like, I'm looking for this man. Yeah. I didn't even know his death date. Right, right. So my half-sister said agreed to do a DNA test. And it took her a while. She was back and forth, back and forth. And I get that. Sure, that's yeah. a, That's a legitimate fear. And some people who don't understand that world, it's like, here we are. We're looking for family. And yet when we find them, they're terrified that, who is this? We're a DNA stranger. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking yeah. now. I know my family, like my mom, my dad, my sister. But if somebody out of the blue showed up or or contacted some info and they're like, I believe this person was my father. You're crazy. You're You're out of your damn mind. Yeah, (laughs) I can totally see that in your family dynamic. If somebody came along, I was like, your dad's my dad, too. You'd be like. Uh, no, po- that's not possible. Impossible. But and that's it- what happens with a lot of families. They're like, if if you were related, we'd have known about you by now. But because family secrets run so dark and so deep, mm-hmm. and they get shut behind steel doors, you leave it there. I see. I see. I say those things, saying like impossible. But I also can imagine that com- your scenario. Yeah. Where if something like that did happen and it got hidden so deep in the past, why in the world would that person ever bring it up? You know, they think it's gone. 
Yeah. Forgot. Correct. Yeah. So back and forth. Yes, she is going to do it. No, she's not. Yes, she is. And it, at one point, I got angry. I was like, ah, just either do it or don't do it. I was, and she's like, well, what about ancestry's tree? Sorry, ancestry's yep. trees. And I said, in order for us to one hundred percent know, you got to spit in that tube. Oh, so she hadn't even done like she a had thing. not done it. It yep. took her uh, five months. Oh, wow. and so finally she did, and it comes back and it shows we are half sisters. Wow. Was that good news to you when you saw it? Okay, I always wanted a sister. Oh. Oh, I always wanted brothers and sisters yeah, yeah. and this. And you had one that didn't seem to want anything oh, to do with none. you. Oh, she wanted I was just gutter trash. I was just the scum. You wow. know, I was beneath her feet. I, I was the kind she wanted to walk over with a coat. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. Wow. And then here's this half-sister who's... 20 plus years younger than I am. Whoa. Yeah, she's same age as Deborah. Wow. My dad had her very late. Our dad. Let me correct that. Our dad had her very late. She calls. And we're talking. And her mother gets on the phone. She goes, I knew that was William's daughter. And I said, how do you know? She goes, you look just like your dad. No way. My half sister does not look like our had dad. Had you ever seen a picture of him at this moment? Not until that night when Sarah sent me a picture. Wow. Of our father. Wow. And my world changed. My world completely changed. I was like, I I stopped looking in the mirror at a stranger, never knowing who I looked like, wh- where I got, because I don't look like my mother, at all. Adrian, when she saw the picture <laughs> of my high school picture. Yeah, the high school picture. I never of Norma even noticed it. Next to her dad is like, whoa. Oh, I think I saw that. Well, she recently, put the two right? together. Well, I was getting a tattoo. Right. Okay. And I, I was gobsmacked. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, I see where I get my nose from. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's very I had obvious. never looked at it like that. So. I have a half-sister, and now I'm getting ready to go to Newfoundland. Deborah and I are going to Newfoundland to meet family for the first time. Oh, wow. wow. Well, uh, do you have a date? Like, July 18th. Oh, I was supposed to, you don't have to say well, it, but if you... Okay. So... That's going to be here soon. Yeah, I know. That's going to be here um, real soon. And I have... Is all of his family... So, it would be my... From Canada? It would be my dad's... Um, is Newfoundland considered Canada or is it a separate country? I'm asking because I literally don't know. I know, right? Like, I feel so geographically challenged. I assume it is, but. <laughs> so you got Canada and you got Newfoundland, the rock. Okay. Um, okay, the rock. Oh, you guys are at now. I'm embarrassed because I don't really have that answer. <laughs> well, I don't okay. know. You She's... don't have to ask Paulette Combs, please call and tell us. I'm, yeah, no, right. She ain't even got to do that. I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. I've seen a map. I've looked at the big map. Yeah. Because Canada is. Huge, it's it's big. First Same Wabash. No, right, right. It's really big. So I'm gonna go up and um, sit with my dad at his resting place. Wow. And it's the most easternly province. Now, was it Canada. hard to find his resting place? Yes. Who found that? Like, did um, you? Was it Paulette? My cousin Paulette made a. She is a pit bull with lipstick. Oh, I love that. Um, and what's funny is. Paulette lives in Ontario, and she made phone calls to Newfoundland and was like, this girl deserves to know where her father is. How far away is 
Ontario. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, get out your phone, Sean. Get out your phone and look at it. He's asking me something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. These are dumb questions that my mind just Sean, wonders. how long did it take you to drive I to told California? you I was full of useless information. <laughs> this is how I get the useless. Four days. <laughs> right? Like, this um, is complicated. And she just called. She kept calling churches. And finally, I got a phone call from one of the parishioners. I guess that's what they are. Yeah, I think. Uh, I guess. Anglican. Anyway. Probably. That sounds right. Priest, preacher. We here in the South call them preacher. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pastor. Um, pastor. So <laughs> this lady calls me and she says, get his death record. Yeah. And I said, I can't get his death record, but I don't know where he's at. Yeah. And I don't have a date. And the woman said, I've got the date for you. Oh, wow. So I filed through the vital statistics and mm-hmm. got his death record. Wow. And Judy, my other cousin, I asked her if she knew this particular person that was buried yes. in this particular cemetery. And she's like, I live right down the road. Oh, wow. And she went down and took a photo for me. And there's no headstone. It's just a marker with a cross. Wow. And, and I'm not going to get into the reasons as to why, but, yeah. you know, it, that is what it is. Um, but I'm hoping to go kind of change that. That would be awesome. You don't have to say, but is his name on the marker? No. It's just a number place? No, it's no. just an old wooden cross that was put there when he died. Wow. Dang. Wow. Um, so going back a little bit with the DNA, your dad, did he know about your sister? Yeah. So he knew about that child he had late in life. Yeah, he married the woman. Oh. Did he know about you? No, not to my knowledge. I don't think anybody knew about me. Because I came as a huge shock to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, And some of them were very cruel. Well, and some people really don't understand the science behind DNA, but Correct. it is it is scientific. Well, I mean, not There's even proof. the science. Imagine your world being rocked like that. Yeah, it's not just the <laughs> scientific. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of feelings. And just for somebody out of the blue, if I imagine somebody coming up to me and they're like, Adrian, I am your well, you brother or your sister. That, but for me... <laughs> Okay, okay, you would be like, yay, more family. Sean would be like, Wait. You lying, brother. Well, I'm going to have to see something for reals. No lie here. I, I could have that necessarily with a brother or sister, but as far as my dad's family goes, on his dad's side, I know my granddad, and that is it. I don't know anything past him, period. A DNA test could help solve that. And I was telling Adrian the other day I wanted to do it, and I was even looking online at, at the thing. Here's and- my thing with the DNA. People are like, oh, I want to do a DNA. I want to do it. Be careful what you wish for because you don't know what's going to come out of it. And if you're open-minded yeah. to it, do it. Yeah. But just be aware that there may be somebody out there that's looking. And if you've never done your DNA and someone in your family hasn't done know- a DNA, then... They're never going to find you. Nobody in my and there's always that has. possibility. Yeah. Like my mom, my dad, my sister, they're like anti scared to death to even look at one of those things. Oh, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've had small conversations about it. I don't, I don't necessarily know why, but they just are very adverse to doing it. It may have been more like a government having your DNA kind of, I mean, it could have been. Come on now. They could pick up our straws and get it. I'm not going to make (laughs) excuses or reasoning. I'm just saying it could be. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if anybody was to do it from my particular family of four, it would be me. You know. Yeah. Well, um, maybe we should order my you cousins one. And, and, stuff and just be me. open to what may be out there or yeah. who might be out there, and look at it from two points of view. If you do it and you're like, oh yes, we're gonna find family. Yeah. Yeah. It could be, somebody could be looking for you. Yeah. And I would you, completely be open to that, you know? Yeah, but you guys are open people. We, a lot are, of people we are, are pretty open, I, but I could imagine if I went up to a family member and I said, hey, guess what? We have so-and-so in our family. They'd be like, huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, there'd be a lot, a lot going on. But and anyway. there's a lot of hurt and anger when it comes to, oh, there's another child. There's another family. There's a lot of hurt and anger and pain on both sides. Sure. Yeah. Right? yeah. For me, there is no anger. My dad didn't know about me. Yes. But there are people who, for whatever reason, they didn't like my dad. My my grandmother was... So my grandmother and my grandfather were married. My grandfather goes off to war. He gets killed. Oh, wow. She's left with three children. She becomes a town alcoholic, from what I've been told. What war? So, what war are we talking? Killing, he was at Killiney Islands. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. I didn't know. So I'm just My history's no good with that stuff. Here we either. go again with me asking dumb questions. I'm like, those aren't dumb war, questions. I mean, I have that information. Two. Just I didn't know I should have readily no, had no, it with me. No, no. Or in the brain, just, ready to just dispense. ignore me. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> no, you're fine. Google it, Sean. <laughs> I can't Google that, Adrian. <laughs> um, so my dad and his two brothers were put in an orphanage. Oh. My dad actually tried to set it on fire. From what oh. stories I've been told, like he was a rebel. Apparently. Okay. okay. You know, um, but my dad was an inventor. He had patents. He was a restaurant owner. Wow. He was a chef. Um, so my dad was a lot of things. Yeah. I think he did some bad things in his life that people know about. Yeah. And they're not willing to talk about. Which is understandable. Sometimes I, I get that. Families have I secrets. I mean, if they're gone, it's my history. It's it's part of my DNA. You know, yeah. it, it's something that I should be allowed to decide if I want to keep that information or not. I mean, yeah. I get it to the extent also that they've not even met you in person yet, too. Oh, but they are going too yeah. soon. <laughs> so maybe that'll open some more doors and get I'm a hoping, more info. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that they they realize that I, I don't want anything. Yeah. I just, I want to make family connections. And I've made yeah. a lot of connections through a lot of cousins, but there are... I want to meet my half-sister. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how open she is to that right now. Yeah. Um, but I understand her hurt and her standoffish nature, you know. Yes. That was her dad for all of her 30-plus years. And then this wow. woman comes into her life, and now she has to share a man that she thought was only hers for her whole life. Not only that, and would always you, be that how way. How does she explain you to people that she, she knows? I don't know that she does. I, I've I've not had that conversation with her because I have to be very careful and tread sure. easily because I don't want to crush her or hurt her. Or drive her further away. No, I don't want to do that either. I want her to know that she has a sister and I'm here if she needs me or wants to talk or get to know me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I all think right. we all deal privately with stuff. Is there a possibility... For a meeting when you go in the summer? No, because I'm going to Newfoundland, far as east as I can go on the rock, and she lives 
as far west as you can get in Canada. Okay. And so we're looking like Carolina I, to I, California I type you. of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's not a possibility. But I'm hoping to maybe next year um, just take that trip. Well, maybe yeah. you seeing some family, will they'll be able to ease her tension a little bit too if and she again talks. i don't know what her dynamic is with the family yeah that's what i said even if she, if she i even don't talks. know yeah that's it's, it's so much to unwrap that's it some really interesting is. stuff norma you're I mean, welcome like questions and like just thinking about what you're we may need to have a to be continued when norma what? goes to newfoundland and comes back and comes <laughs> back like a what like, how was that? What was that like? You know, what was I can't even imagine what it's going to be like to put my arms around them. Because I've seen pictures and I've seen them on FaceTime, but I want to see their face. Sure. I want to touch their yes. face. I want to. Nothing's like being in person. Yeah. You know, I, I want to hug them all. Yeah. You know, and I do talk about Paulette and Judy, but there are other cousins that are there that I can't wait to hug. And, and you know, I got to give a lot of thanks to. Uh, Stephen King and yeah. Neva Franks because early on in my journey I was broken I mean so broken the rejection and they kept saying Mm-mm, today's not that day and Neva was like oh no you put your big girl panties uh, on and you keep it moving yeah. I love that um, so for to have those two privately and quietly pushing me to keep going keep searching if you got one door closed open another 10 and if they all close, open another 10. Somebody's going to reach out. Yeah. It's an amazing. If, if, are any of his like brothers, sisters still They've alive? They've all passed. They all have. The, he wow. had two brothers, and they're both have, they both have passed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, thing to go to Newfoundland and see. But your cousins that you've met, that you've talked to, and I see them being active on Facebook. They're the best family. Well, that's because they love you. Well, they love you, too. They are, like, <laughs> the best family. They're, like, they really, really amazing. They're so warm. Yes, and, and I love that for you. You deserve that. Thanks. And if anybody were to meet Norma today, I don't think you would know uh, how very tragic your life was. Um, for a very long time. Well, and I think we can say that for sure because I, I didn't. Are you blown away? Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys prepared me beforehand, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. this is going to be a difficult conversation, but you never really know till you're sitting here and someone's talking about it. But, you know, I've known you for, well, Three. since 2019. Yeah. Since that bus trip. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, you don't assume anything about strangers. You don't know what kind of history they have so i i I always go to the good side well yeah we all do i think you know inadvertently yeah but it definitely proves that you don't know what is going on behind closed doors for sure you have have no idea i mean i don't i don't talk about it much and it's nothing for me to even you'll see when i say it but like going into so many people's strangers houses in the kind of work that i do I see a lot of things, and I see a lot of things that make me wonder. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's really going on here? Because this isn't two and two isn't making four here. Correct. You know, and I, I can't help but think it's like, how many situations have I walked past, and I have no idea exactly what's going on. And yeah, and frankly, nothing I could do that, about it. That's deep, right it there. It makes you. It makes you uh, think back, hindsight, right? Yeah. Like, 
I mean, should there, I have looked a little more? Would I have noticed like an you're issue? You're going into apartment complexes, and yeah, the people may not know you're coming around, and you go and there's three padlocks on a bedroom door, and you don't know why those padlocks are there, and you. Can't I was get a padlock in. child in That's, a bedroom. I mean, that is freaky to me. You know, and it, and then when the people find out that you go into their apartment, they start freaking out. Yeah. You know, that's that's a very common thing that I've run across. That's scary. It's very scary. And, we talk and then you about hate to call the them out and it not be anything or it could be something. So you right. You turn to blind. Now hearing my story, does it make you kind of look back and go, No oh, more, no less. Because really? I already had those thoughts. Have and you? The most that I can do is just tell the maintenance man or tell the office staff, say, Hey, you, I saw this. It could be nothing. It could be someone growing marijuana. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't know. It could be a grandson pretty, in grandma's house. Flower. That that actually is very common. Wow. And people will padlock their door because they don't want their siblings going in or sure. whatnot. But when you see a bunch on a door like that, it's it it it, it kind of freaks you out. Yeah, the room I was in, it had a padlock, padlock, padlock. It had one of those little slider Slides. bolts. Yeah. And all the way to, from the top, all the way to the door handle. Wow. And then she would carry the keys on her belt, on her dress. Yeah. Uh Same belt, same, you know. Yeah, yeah. She'd carry the keys. I just thought it was a normal, everybody had locks. Not unless you're in a high-max security prison. Well, yeah, that's true, too. But I never looked or asked or questioned. I just assumed that was normal. Yeah. So, but now... You know, I'm out of that darkness. I have a beautiful family. Yes, I have a husband who has stood by me through all the good, the bad, the ugly, the dark, and yes. now my joyful time. And to be honest, baking saved me. Yeah. So now you run. How did a you get into that? Company. Because DNA. I mean, you're no. What I mean is, you're not just a baker. You're or a, a candy he means, maker. He you're, means that her stuff is. Amazing! You're like top tier. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're like you, you like didn't what? just start doing this one day. Yeah, I did. I mean, yeah. You some, know how I started? Showed you nope. anything? Nope. I love cookbooks. The older the book, the better. Yeah. The grungier, the more broken the cookbook is, the more I love it. Yeah. I guess it comes from being broken, right? When DNA, when we got the DNA back and I was so obsessed, I'd get up in the middle of the night. I don't know, something clicked one day and I was like, if I bake, maybe I can take my mind off of it. And then I would see the mess in my kitchen and crap everywhere. And I'm (laughs) like, oh my God, my life's a mess. And then I'd get something pretty out of it. And I was like, but I got DNA. And it just clicked with me. So baking became my therapy. Okay. When I got discouraged or I got down and out. And anybody who's in the private groups that I'm in who has known me since the beginning will tell you, baking is my therapy. When I can't figure something out, I bake. Like today, I brought you guys sweets. Yes, and they were delicious. Because I was nervous. I was terrified. I... Telling your story is not easy. Just It puts your mind somewhere else. It, it just calmed me this morning, and I, I I, processed through that, and that's how it started. And then, Miss, I want to taste everything, <laughs> and, well. and then it became a joyful thing. It was like, oh, my God, what can I make for Adrian today? Oh, I love, love Norma's 
food. Like everything she cooks, oh, yeah. the dessert, tater soup. Yeah, everything she cooks is absolutely amazing. Thanks. But the but the desserts no, don't go lying. The it's desserts okay. are beautiful to the point that I've told her she could work in the White House. Oh, I'm like, you she could has work said that. in the White House. This is insane. Like I've yeah, but I'd make some people really fat. That's okay. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, fine. baking became my my therapeutic outlet. Okay, so you and didn't Craig kind of funneled. He, he funded my, like you know, and he would take it to the work, to his work, give it to the soldiers, work, whatever. Yeah, and it just became a joyful thing when I was really lost. At the time, I didn't know Adrian well enough. I didn't yeah. have any friends. I had, I have great neighbors, but I didn't. You don't. How do you dump this on somebody? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a heavy story. Where it is it's not now. Now that story. it's over. <laughs> well, I mean, but it, it is still. It is very weighty. Well, yeah, I mean, the actual even, story. Even when you're retelling it, you know, you can see you're kind of going back, and you, you got teary eyed in some of those situations. Because I mean, retelling stories brings up a lot of emotions. I, I mean, when I leave, I will so. get in my car and I will probably break down and I will probably cry for an hour before I drive away. But I hope it's healing. It is. To be able to finally say, look, I'm telling it on my time, my yes. terms, my truth, my yeah. journey. Yeah. And people can accept it. They can decline it. They can love me or they can hate me at this point. Yep. Because you know what? I know who I am. My heart is in a good place. Yeah. There's nothing I wouldn't do for anybody. Hands down. I know that for a fact. I got sick uh, the other week and Norma just say. literally showed up at my house, had a meal train that somebody else did a she sister with, Miss Kathy. Cleaning. But, yeah, cleaning my kitchen. And I mean, I'm sitting in the hospital not knowing what's going on and I'm completely taken care of. That's because you're loved. And and I so appreciate that and value our friendship yeah. and I'm just thankful for that. And you know I would do anything for y'all. Well and and we But anybody. If somebody comes it's to true. me, I was in need. Yeah. I mean I think your suffering created um something in you that that made it where you know you never want to see anyone else suffering. You will take away someone else's suffering. I, I would hope so. You you very much seem that way to me. So. I don't ever want to see anybody hurt. Yeah. It's and honest to God, my world changed with my grandbabies. Yeah. yeah. They how old are they now? So Ben is eight and Abby is four. Oh. And I have Annabelle, Aurora, Atreyu, Pan, Poe, and Cat. Oh. Amber's babies. Oh, They're my grandbabies too yes. now. These are these She's got three dogs and three cats. Okay, I was about to say, I don't want to just assume they're animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poe and Pan. When you were listening off I the names, that. I was th thinking they're all like but yeah. human kids. And I'm like, oh, wow, someone named their kid a Treyu. Like, that's How so badass cool. is that? When Never you see your fan. child, <laughs> when you see your child give life, yeah, and you're there to witness that, and you get to, it's almost like I got a second chance. Yeah. To right my wrong. Well, by that, that point, I think you had grown up. Uh, yeah. By the time you had grandkids, you had grown up. You had learned about being loved. Yeah. Even when you didn't feel like you were worth it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sure you were ready to pour all of that into your grandbaby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of jealous that, you know, Craig's with him right now and yeah, I'm not. Yeah. But that's okay, too. <laughs> yeah. He but can yeah. have his turn this time. <laughs> One time. Yeah, that's it. But I do appreciate you all letting me come and tell yes. my story. And and if if anybody is struggling, I want them to know they can reach out to me on Facebook. 
and I will yeah, I will definitely. sit with them. I will talk with them. I will I will be there for that human being. Well, not only that, I was going to ask, do you if somebody else is maybe dealing with a similar family DNA issue? Do you have any advice for them? Patience. Be open and be patient because this journey is not easy at all for any for either party. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to take ourselves out of our situation and look at it from another point of view, almost like a third eye. Yeah. Right. And that's hard to do when and you're that's in hard. the situation. But because of the hell I've been through in my life, I kind of. I step out of myself now. Well, I'm sure. Now that I'm older, a lot yeah. of things. A lot of things. Seems small compared to the hell that you did come from. Like, I know you said you struggled with some anxiety in, in yeah. situations, but I mean, if you, I would imagine that if comparatively, you're safe. Yeah. You know you're safe, and you know that you're not no harm. These things are just small. Trivial. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would really hope that if someone is struggling with their DNA and they're not sure where to go or what to do, that there are groups out there for, for them. They can go to DNA MPE Friends or they can go to... Um, On Facebook? Okay. Or they can go to uh, this MP Life. Okay. MPE life. Okay. Um, it is. Is that you've mentioned that what a few times? MPE. MPE. It's, what? It's misattributed parent event. Ah. Okay. Okay. Misattributed. So parent. yeah. So those are great resources. And then also, um, if anyone's trying to overcome opioid addiction, oh, just reach look at out, Norma. Reach I mean, out, definitely. I'm there. Reach out. She'll help you as much as she can. Uh, actually, instead of the word help, I want them to know that I will be their listener. Yeah, I because in order for someone to get help, they got to do what I had to do. They got to do it on their own. They got to make that first they step. They have to want it. They have to That's want it. it. And I don't think it's as easy as some people that have never struggled with addiction. I don't think they they don't understand addiction. It's hard. And I personally cannot imagine how difficult it is. And so it's I, the same with eating or alcohol or I struggle with eating. But do you, it's the same same well, concept. Yeah, the same concept, but it's not exactly the same. Because some things are more socially acceptable than other things. But you know? is oh, being yeah. 300, 400 pounds acceptable in society? Know. Honestly, I feel pretty good. I'm 300 And you're a man. As a man. But as, as a, a man, woman, as a when woman, I was 300 no. pounds, I'm I was not, uncomfortable. I'm not saying I would not or not actively try to change that. But I'm saying I do not go through life feeling like I'm at a disadvantage because sure. of my weight. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Whereas you're, if you're, you're slipping pills, too, though. if you're slipping pills, it's different than... Binge eating. Yeah. It's different than smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I mean, it's just different. Yeah. And so, yeah. And trust me, there were times, again, I wanted to commit suicide. I tried to kill myself. I wanted to die. Mm. Um, So, again, all praise to my grandbaby because it took that one sentence. The catalyst that started It was what, it it was my, you know, changed my whole trajectory on how I'm going to be from now on out. Right. Um, hey, yeah. But if somebody is backsliding or if they're like, oh, I just want to get high or I just want to have what's one more pill, that one more pill may be the end of you. And I'm here. I'm here to help as yes. best I can. And I mean, also think about, you know, or even alcohol. You're in your 50s. Yeah. When 56. you made that decision is. Yep. 
I was 55. You, you can people can you know. I was take sh- hope from that. I would hope. Oh, absolutely. You, I would hope that someone would think, well, dang, if she can do it at 55, I can do it at 20 or 30. 16. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it does. Right when yeah. you're ready to make that change. And I also had to do my mental health assessment. Who do I want to be tomorrow? Yeah. How do I want to be tomorrow? Do I want to be a a mean person? Yeah. Or, you know, or do I do I want to be a bitch or do I want to be nice? Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, there's no gray area. So I really want to be kind in the world. But yes. I am sober no and good. I wasn't that a year, 13 months ago. I well, didn't, I, I didn't know I'm what I was doing, coming or going. You so were, proud of you. You were still a kind person back then. Too, I was though. kind, but I was high. Well, we, didn't, we just didn't know it. That was your little secret. It was my secret. But well, thank we you. appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. You. And uh, we do look forward to interviewing you again in the future. <laughs> After my journey. I yeah. know, right? And again, anybody needs anything, just reach out. Yes. You can find Norma on Facebook. And, and also we have an email, this life yes. unraveled at gmail.com. Yep. This life Facebook page. Unraveled. I mean, hit us up. We got a little, we, we even have an Instagram. I love it. I think it's this underscore life unraveled. That's not important. Whatever. Underscores are important. <laughs> no, I meant Instagram. Just oh, look well, for okay, the yellow beanie woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks, have Sean. a wonderful Thanks, day. Bye-bye.